What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pittsburgh Combat Sports Podcast. We truly appreciate all the support and just thank you guys for listening to the show, spreading the love, sharing the show. Be sure to get this to all your friends, fellow fighters, coaches, family. Just spread the good word of the Pittsburgh Combat Sports Podcast. Get them to subscribe. Get them to download the 247 live app on iOS, Roku, and Apple TV. And let's just keep growing this thing. So, for today's episode, we have undefeated Indio Dojo and the shop fighter, Taylor Cahill. And at the time of the airing of this podcast, it was a live podcast. And as things go, as you may know, with live appearances, sometimes things don't always go as planned when it's live. And in this case, Taylor was, we'll just say, a little bit late for the appearance. We give him enough grief on the podcast. If you listen to the whole thing, don't worry. There's plenty of grief on <laughs> headed Taylor's way for being late. So we take care of that for you. But if you're here just to hear Taylor's portion of the podcast, skip to around 51, 52 minutes in. That's when he shows up to the studio. And it's a great chat. I mean, as expected with Taylor, if you guys, if you guys know him at all, he's not a shy guy. He's not shy and he has big plans for his career. He kind of knows everybody in the space, has worked with everybody, so he's got something to say about everybody, and it makes for a really awesome podcast. So I do think you guys are going to enjoy it. Before Taylor joins, if you do want to listen to the rest of the podcast, Ryan and I break some news with some matchups for Sprawl in the Berg July 14th at the Monroeville Convention Center and Brawl in the Berg 17 July 15th at the Monroeville Convention Center. So we have our insane doubleheader coming up in July. We reveal another black belt matchup for Sprawl in the Berg that if you guys follow the scene, we give some hints to exactly what that matchup is. We don't exactly say the fighters' names, the competitors' names, but we give you enough details about them that if you're into it, you can piece together the puzzle. And I think you're going to really, really like that matchup. So it's huge. We reveal a few for Brawl in the Berg 17 as well. A huge one, actually, thinking about it and remembering what we talked about. It's a massive fight for Brawl in the Berg 17 as well. So if you want to listen to that, listen to the beginning of the podcast as well with Ryan and I. And of course, get those tickets for Sprawl in the Berg and Brawl in the Berg 17, 247fighting.com. These events are stacking up like crazy, and we are excited to have you guys back-to-back. Let's do it. Come to both events. Let's have some fun. For now, Taylor Cahill. Enjoy the podcast, guys. Yeah, people will be real excited about that intro, ladies and gentlemen. As you can tell, Mr. Ryan Middleton and I are fired up because today in studio, we have a very special guest Mr. Taylor Cahill. How you doing today, Taylor? There should be a round of applause there. <laughs> there should be a round of applause. I, I think, yeah, there he is. Taylor Cahill, undefeated MMA fighter, Indio Dojo legend, The Shop, 814 legend, legendary collegiate wrestler, and now the head coach of the Bedford High School wrestling what? team. It, that is... That is quite an accomplishment. What do you think about that, Taylor? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good insight, honestly. That's kind of how I feel about it, too. Um, it's definitely a cool opportunity. <laughs> Guys, we thought this would be funny. Taylor, well, it's probably not. <laughs> Everybody's like, what are they doing right T now? Taylor's late, so we were like, oh, we like there'll be an empty chair. And then we're like, it, it, it you know, graduated to we have this 
bull's head. Is it a bull? A buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. <laughs> a buffalo head in the office. So, hey, that's gonna st- that's standing in for uh, for Taylor for the time being. I thought it was fun. And as the young Danny Palm pointed out, Taylor did wrestle at Buffalo. So this is pretty relevant. Ah, little, little tie in there. Worked out perfectly. I hope they're driving in right now and I hope they saw that. But yeah, we promised you guys a podcast at 530. So we started at 530, even though our guest is not here yet, but he does assure us he will be here. So stay tuned for Taylor Cahill. In the meantime, Ryan. Yes. What's what, going on with 247 these days? Bro, Anything new? A lot of stuff happening, man. We got we got shows coming out the wazoo. July is going to be fire, right? I mean, so fire. It, it we're going to have a star-studded Sprawl in the Berg lineup. We're going to have a star-studded Brawl in the Berg 17 lineup. 2 days of MMA and grappling action like you've never seen before. We're I'm still I'm I'm geeked. Yeah, but no, seriously, you've never seen it like this before. Like, that's not just you saying that. This is truly for us. We've never done. We've never done it like this. Back to back grappling MMA. It's gonna be absolutely nuts. Dude. I've never been on live podcast before. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> that kid was funny. He had his. Mo- I wonder what he's doing these days. Wait, it wasn't obvious. Oh, that wasn't the obvious no, kid. It was. It was um, different meme. Sorry, I got my memes no, mixed no. Up. He, it, you're saying it, it, it was a different word. It wasn't obviously. It was um, apparently. Apparently, there you yeah, go. yeah, yeah. The apparently kid, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dude. I gotta tell you, I haven't cracked my beer yet, but smelling that haze, you want that, bro? Smells good, bro. Ryan, Ryan's addicted to Southern Tier two times, all varieties, but particularly the haze. No, I like the, the standard. I, I like the citrus. Oh, the citrus, citrus is one. one. And then haze. Where's just plain old two times IPA? Third? Yeah, that's third. Okay. And then I'm the experimental is like the other one. <laughs> but still not bad. I mean, it's I a mean, beer. Hold on. I it don't exists. remember. I normally don't. Don't drink a lot of these. Take a sip and let the good people know. No, let me tell you. It's past 5 p.m. We can have a bev. Not bad, right? It's it's good. It's not not one of the other three. I think the other one. Rate it one to ten. One to ten. Um, I'm gonna go like seven point six four. Okay. That's that's a fun number for sure. Yeah, seven point six four. Nice. I like that. I like that, dude. That's a good. Where? What would you give two times citrus though? Two times citrus. We're looking at like a solid like eight point nine three. Is that the best beer on earth to you? Is that your favorite that no, you've ever had? No, I mean I've had some. Like we are right down the street from um, a place called Rail Yard. Rail Yard. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there's a proper noun, I can't. I can't think of it. If factual. it's a name. Any proper noun I have trouble with. My brain does not work anymore. Um You're not wrong. but Rail Yard, they have some they have a lot of tap, a lot, you know, a lot of beers on tap. Steve Palambud. All IPAs suck. Oh, Steve, dude. Like you're <laughs> Jaden Jaden's off the card. Like you can't go. <laughs> you can't say that, dude. They do not. That's just not true. Um, you also just gave away that Jaden Palambine is on the card. I didn't say that. You're lying. <laughs> we have a but lot hey. of people that are on the card. If you are, uh, you know, yeah, if you're active in MMA, 
or you like jujitsu. It's crazy. And you're like in Pittsburgh or in this general region, like there's a good chance you're on this card. Yeah, it's been nuts for us. So we started by thinking that we wanted about 20 grappling matchups on the card. And now I think we're sitting at 30 and excuse me, gonna gonna probably cap it right there at 30. Um, the response guys, everybody who's reached out was just nuts. That's the only way to put it was we got to 20 extremely fast. And there were a lot of people who, you know, are names in the area or who are upcoming talent in the area, people who just really wanted matchups in the area. And did our research, of course, looked at other grappling cards and saw when Fight to Win was here recently, they had like 40 couple matchups there. And from what we've heard, the show ran smoothly and, and that was fine. So we knew we could push 20 and we're going to end up around 30 and probably like 35 at the absolute max. Well, the, the crazy thing is the 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 amount of work <laughs> that goes into putting together an MMA card versus what we experience yeah. the first time with a grappling card. It is insanely different. Yeah. Like it, sometimes with MMA, it feels like pulling teeth almost getting matchups. You know, it's really tough. People negotiate very hard. People don't want to fight. I Trust me, I get that. Well, you don't and, get... and like, if you compete in grappling, like competing is like the main thing. Yes. Like winning and losing, like you don't want to lose, but like if you do, it's not not like, the end of the world. Yeah. yeah. But also, we found the the coach athlete dynamic in grappling is also very different. Whereas in MMA, the coach or manager needs to approve every matchup. All matchups always go through the coaches. We don't book directly with fighters, but for grappling, we had several coaches just flat out tell us, hey, just work it out with them. I'm going to say yes to literally everything, so you don't even need to consult me. If my guys went on and you have a match, just make it. So moving forward, that's going to be what we do with MMA. For the, yeah, that's also <laughs> the policy. By the way, Conor McGregor is fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we just decide things now. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. That That is, oddly enough, kind of how it has worked for grappling. So we have some really, really big grappling matchups still to come for you guys, all the way from youth divisions all the way up to another huge black belt match. So you guys have already heard P.J. Barch versus Dante Leone is the main event. The bout right under that we have fully signed now on both sides, another black belt match. I'm going to save it for... A special announcement, I, yeah, think, I but, think, so. but just know that we got some heat coming right under that one now, too. Well, and, and if you are a regular on the show, you know, we had a whole show where we like revealed just verbally revealed a bunch of bouts on um, Sprawl in the Berg and a bunch of bouts or four bouts we announced on Brawl in the Berg 17. Um, we still haven't announced a lot of those formally. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're why are you laughing? I'm laughing. I'm laughing because we had four bouts for Brawl in the Bird 17 last time. And now we have 14. <laughs> like, now signed. I think there's only like 10 12. There's 12. Okay. Yeah. I was going over with, with Jim this morning actually, because our max, I think you guys know, like Brawl in the Bird 16 that just happened in april we, we got in trouble 16 fights and that was that was pushing it with the commission yeah we don't want that long of a, of a night anyway 
yeah, now here we are, Brandenburg 17 is shaping up the same exact way. I, We're not going over 14. I think it's very important to point out, and actually, I was trying to say this earlier, Ryan, and you were like, you were working with Brian, showing Brian stuff. I was like, ah, I'll wait to tell him. I didn't expect to tell you on air, but here we are. Here we are. Anyway, we talk so much about building up the Pittsburgh combat sports scene, and I think, like, we're actually in the midst of feeling that now with 16 fights at Brandenburg 16. And now we easily could have 16 again. Yeah. I mean, uh, absolutely. Like we're filling it up. There's different gyms that are like surfacing that one on the cards. Mm -hmm. There's gyms that fight elsewhere that aren't even on our cards that like, that's great. If you, if you want to yeah. fight in Ohio or you want to fight, you know, in West Virginia, like great, but there's gyms that aren't even, surfacing with us that like there's so there's lots of opportunities and we want to crank up those opportunities now that like the scene is thriving and we want to have more shows more often that's yeah. that's what we're going to be doing and it it honestly hurts guys to be honest because right now we have like two open spots and way more than two fighters that well, want if we match. have 14 we don't have two open spots I uh, yeah jim and i are discussing like in an absolute no we have 12 sorry my ah, math was wrong we have 12 yeah my math was wrong but yeah but we were thinking anyway it's what we did for bit b16 as well we're like oh a couple bouts will fall off we should overbook but then nothing fell off and we were just stuck at 16 so we don't want to do that again but there are still people we're trying to match and while you're tuned in if you are a female pro fighter and you would like to fight britney bickert we previously made this psa for you you, you you did not respond that at person that time. right there you fight me that's why i've been growing my hair honestly so i could fight brit like just get away with it I, actually i don't want that smoke at all yeah <laughs> i was gonna say like dude you don't want that. no like not even a zero parts of me wants that smoke but seriously i mean we're, we're looking all over we're going through tapology hitting up every single female fighter that remotely fits the bill and nobody has answered the call yet so if you're a female 135 or even now 140 maybe 140 they're willing to consider for the perfect opponent 135 one she's a debut she's o and o as a pro was four and one as an amateur you would not think this would be so hard to match but as we find time and time again females are extremely hard to match period every single time every time there hasn't been a time where we've easily matched a female matchup except for we had a potential that like the the our girl wasn't not looking to fight this time. Oh. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And that happens. So again, it's always something and that makes it difficult. But here we are still wanting Brit to make her pro debut in July. So if you're out there or you know the woman out there that's the right for the challenge, I know we've had a couple nibbles. But nothing really went anywhere. Nothing solidified. Let's get it Let's get going. One thirty-fivers, ladies, where you at? This is for a debut, four and one amateur, looking to take that next step. If you're ready for your pro debut, now might be a great time. If you're a zero and one, one and zero, one and one pro, may, like, let's keep it you know, around Reasonable. the same experience, um, hit us up. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if this is true, 
Danny Palm, he, he but I, I would like you to chime in on this too, since you're involved in matching. But I, I went through, I went one day, I took an afternoon and just really tried hard to find somebody for Brit. I was going through tapology, like, I think I've seen every pro female or Amy with like five or more bites in the nation at this point. But 135 specifically for women is extremely thin now, which is weird because when Ronda came in, like that was the place to be. Like that was the premier women's division. But it feels like everybody is 125 or below now. Like all of them. Yeah, 125, 115, 135. Stacked. Slim pickings. Yeah, 35. And 145 like, is like, there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's like six featherweight women in the world. Yeah, <laughs> in, in, in the world. <laughs> Honestly, the UFC just just released, I don't know if you saw this, their uh, fighter rankings. Her name is Norma Dumont, and she's only ever fought at 145, and she's ranked at 135 also. <laughs> Like, even at the UFC, 135 is that thin that they're like, ah, put her in there, whatever, it's fine. It's ridiculous, guys. So, Britt, obviously, as as we've said, she's been, you know, just frankly hard to match. And I don't know that, like, pretty cool if you're watching this podcast that you're even hearing us say this, because I don't think you really get to hear these conversations so candidly really ever. But, yeah, straight up, <laughs> we're struggling to match you, Britt. And it's not for a lack of trying, I guarantee you that. So if anybody has any leads, send it to our tip line at info at 247fighting.com. Or, or you can hit us up on our chat. You can chat with us on 247 Fighting Facebook page or Instagram. Hit us up. We'll, yeah. we'll accept any of those methods of communication. Ryan, if somebody gives us a lead for an opponent for Brittany, will you give them a shirt? Yes. If it materializes and they sign? Dude, you... Uh, so I've watched some podcasts of us previously, and you make a lot of shirt promises, dude. I don't. I deliver on zero of them, and nobody says anything. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he literally is like, I, I watched the button, and he's like, anyone that does this, I'll give you a shirt. Like, dude, hit me up for your shirts. Where you are it. the shirts? Listen, if you win a free shirt, I'm not gonna reach out to you. Like, bug me for the shirt. I said it, bro. I That's threw it out there. You have to hit me up, bro. What I'm kind not of going up what? on a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Especially now that we have freaking awesome shirts. Like I want to keep these for myself. Yeah, dude. He here's the thing: is like if you ha you're gonna give them your shirt, literally like, mine, out yeah. of your drawer. You might have some grass stains on it, or you know whatever. But that's fine. That's a nicely, gently used shirt. We are. I, I just ran. If you saw me just kind of disappear, I just went into our offices of two four seven roofing solutions, and we're back in the back where the two four seven, well, the Pittsburgh Combat Sports Podcast podcast room is. Um, and I was looking for Taylor Cahill, and nice. The only thing I found was the buffalo head on the ground. So that's still, that's still the closest thing to Taylor Cahill we have. So far. I let me actually car carry this for a second, Ryan, because I'm going to text him and see where he's at. Why don't you just let's get a live update. Read what you're texting. Just call him. Just, yeah, let, let, let's let's call him and we'll put it on his. Put it on his here, here, let's see if we can hear him. This is, this is live with Taylor Cahill. He might not be answering. Oh, what's up, dude? Taylor Cahill, you're live on the Pittsburgh Combat Sports Podcast. How you doing? 
I'm all right, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in traffic right now. All right. How far out are you? The good people at home need to know. Um, I'm coming to the second tunnel. Second. So I don't know how far. Uh, <laughs> He's on the turnpike. Wait, are you on the turnpike or on 376? 376. What, uh, 247 Refix Solutions, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, 602 okay. Baldwin Street. Uh oh. Eight miles out. So. All right. It's telling me. It's telling me a lot longer than what's gonna what's gonna take me. Right. What's, All right. It, what's it telling you, Mister? All right. 120 miles an hour. Well, don't go 120. We don't recommend that. 115 max. <laughs> what, what do you say? 115 max. 115 max. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll see you guys soon. I'm sorry about that. All right, bring your bring your smack talk. We're ready. So so when you come in, of course, just come straight in. Yeah, dude, that's perfect. You what? No, just wait. Okay. All right, I'm excited. I'm excited to see this. How many guys you got live right now? How many people you got watching? I don't know. We can't see that because we're data inept. We we are not good with the datas. We see hours, brother. Hours. We see uh, yeah, hours watched. I'm sure that my mom is watching. So That's good. Hi, Stacy. What's up? Hi, Stacy. Yeah. Stacy, <laughs> your son is not on time. This is funny. I'm, we on I'm on Brazilian time. Nice. There he is. He's on that Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah. Just as long as you don't start having a Brazilian accent now. Go fool Mackenzie Dern on us. That would be great. I can all right, dude. So, so well, just so you know, the podcast studio is like in the back. So when you walk in, just walk straight here. back. Oh yeah, yeah, you've been here. Never mind. Yeah, I've been, you've been I've here. Been all right, all right. Fine, yeah. All right, dude. Just come in and come straight back. We'll be waiting. That sounds good. All right, dude. Later. The power and the magic of live <laughs> podcasting. Clayton Lee texted me. I guess before I called and said he's not going to answer. Oh, uh, Clayton, he wrong. He did. Taylor answered. That's wrong. wrong. I will say I was going to save it for the actual podcast when Taylor was here, but I'll just let you guys know that Clayton Lee told me. Let me let me actually read this. What did Clayton Lee tell you? He said. He said what? Ask Taylor why does he set up a time for practice and then show up an hour later? <laughs> Tell me why. So apparently being late is part of the Taylor Cahill way. So you need to have a conversation with him. Hold on. <laughs> uh, let's think about this. Do you think there's any chance that Taylor starts to have a Mackenzie Dern Brazilian accent now? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. That could happen. You hang around Danilo enough, it's going to happen. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm like... <laughs> the Mackenzie Dern thing. Yeah. Like I showed my wife that. Yeah. And she was just like, it, by the way, without having anyone across from us, it's I weird. Know, it's like, weird talk. It's like we're sitting at a here, bar together. Li he's yeah. not going to be here for a while. <laughs> yeah. Just go over there. Switch it up. Hi. This is really low here. The Buffalo preferred it that way. Nice. Adjusting the headphones, ladies and gentlemen. Stand by. Taylor, being late. Good times. There is a chance, too, that, that we're going to still be podcasting because Danny Palm has a hard cutoff time. True. 
Yeah. We may be going single shot later on. Might have to. Just let it ride. Just let it ride with that camera. On the Sony boy. That's very possible. It really is. Might have to. Who knows? We'll where did see. what what where did you just go right now? What what when you got up, what he camera adju- were you on? He adjusted it for me. It was still on Hunter. It was on Hunter. I was just curious. Oh, oh, you mean I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. what were you about to say about Mackenzie Dern's accent? Because I, I, mean, I am interested. Dude, in I, like, I, it's so weird. I don't think it's that weird. I really don't. I got to say. You've seen... Okay, so you've seen her speak correct English. Yes. And then she speaks like someone whose English is their second language suddenly. Because it was for, like, years and years. But it, her. Do you know her dad is yes, like legit I town? Legit know that, but she Brazilian. didn't grow up in Brazil. It's weird, dude. But she lived in Brazil forever after. But it's English, like you don't. You, she knows English. This is a real like psychological phenomenon. I forget what it's called, but this does happen to people. I don't think it's real. Like if we went and lived somewhere where I don't even know London, maybe. We might develop a twinge of a of a British accent. Correct. Yes. Just, yeah. But that's the same language. Right. So I so I don't you understand. might talk a little bit, but like you're you're you wouldn't talk like you don't know how to speak English. I get what you're saying. I just like, I've, like I've heard you of this happening. Like you don't have like yeah, yeah. switch off like your 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 subjects and your pre- like. It, it, your verbs and nouns aren't in reverse <laughs> order. Like it's All, weird. Like also my thing with it is, do you think she's really that good at faking it that she would fake it that well? Like you're saying, like mess up verbs occasionally and stuff. Like, I don't think you could fake like wanting to sound cool and Brazilian that well. I don't, I don't think I, that's it, possible. It's definitely weird. It's really interesting. It's it, to me, like when I look at it, I can't help but think like this is, fake it's like you think speaking portuguese is cool and and, and it is pretty cool and you think but that's not even portuguese that's like the accent that someone who is portuguese has but she didn't have that at one point and now she speaks incorrect english what do you what is her first language is it english English. are we positive about that it's english she grew up in arizona like she, but her parent. I know in her, her parents household, both though. spoke, right? But people that like that's not normal. I think that matters though, because if your primary language at home is well, still does, Portuguese, like she has said, she she dreams in Portuguese. Like she, I think there's something there. But I'm not talking about her her Brazilian accent. I'm defending Mackenzie Dern's honor right now, Ryan. That's all. I, I just think it's weird. She'll like, like me, bro. I I like. <laughs> She looked really good this past Dude, weekend. I, like, didn't, I didn't see really the good. She was super aggressive. She was like, she was on top of her game. And she was, the best part was she was winning on the feet. Like she oh, really? was getting, like she was, the, the like her striking was be- much better. Mm. Like way better than I've ever seen her. And her aggression was so on point. I would have liked to have seen her get a, a, a get finish. A, a finish, but um, was there a ten seven round? There, uh, like not technically, but did you think there should have been? Because no, I saw that debate going around. Yeah, I, I don't think so, but I think she. I I actually thought she lost the second round. 
Um, but she had this, like, I don't know how, how her opponent hung in there with that knee. Like it was nice knee. It hit, mm. it hit perfect. I don't think those are the type of things where I didn't think that she thought she was going to connect and she didn't really like, yeah, go for like total 100% impact. Right. Um, but she looks so good. Do you see it, Danny? I didn't see it live, but I went I went back and watched it. Yeah, she looked good. She looked really good. That's awesome. Like Angela Hill was messed up after the fight. I did too. see that her face was bad. That yeah. was she was jacked up. I mean, and like Mackenzie Dern. So I mean, I think she's pretty pretty hot. Like she's a good looking <laughs> girl. So she, I think she could be like the next. I mean, I don't think there's anyone that's currently serving as that like. Yeah, Ronda Rousey before oh, that Gina sure. Carano like for that sure. babe, yeah. you know, and yeah, I think yeah. that helps. And not that I think that like, um, I think Gina Carano is definitely a babe. Um, Still, but I don't think, um, not like she used to be. But <laughs> she, yeah, still she. Okay. Uh, All right, she's just All a right. little uh, like a, she 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 wouldn't make one thirty five anymore. But <laughs> what um, do you guys think? How uh, Mackenzie Dern versus Rose Namajunas? Love it. I think that needs to happen. 100 yeah. percent i saw that getting floated around i'm like yeah do that see rose is like she's she's interesting to me because like sometimes i see her and i think she's like a pit bull and then other times i see her and she seems like real timid yeah and like in the cage she's always an animal mm-hmm. but then i get uh, like i don't know i wonder like if her if her psychological like that's always I don't know. the thing and with that her. Whole, it's valid. Yeah. yeah. It's just a weird thing. She, I mean, she's spoken about it, obviously, very openly, too. She's, yeah, she's an interesting mind, for sure. Yeah. She's, she's super hit or miss in that regard, but honest about the fact that that's how she is. And what's, uh, I respect that. What's her husband's or Pat Berry? Pat Berry. Are they married? I have no They've idea. They've been together forever now. Like, if you, if you look into it, Arguably, they've been together a little too long. Oh, wait, like when she was too young? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't know. Listen, this is allegedly, guys. Allegedly. I've seen rumors on the internet. I don't know for sure. Well, when he said... When, <laughs> I don't want to get kicked by when, Pat Berry. When what Taylor that Cahill said, I'm at the second tunnel. Like, I don't know what that means when you're not from here, but when, when we're thinking like you travel in from the parkway yeah. or the, the turnpike... Mm-hmm. I was thinking he was still on the turnpike. Yeah, I he's really. Like, oh, I'm almost there. Are there two on the turnpike though? I think. There's yeah, there's one. like the double tunnels, and then yeah. there's another tunnel. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, that's. I, what I, I was. I thought he was at like Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Hopefully, okay. like got off 376 in Monroeville and was coming through that tunnel. But that would be the no, because Squirrel Hill would would have to be the first tunnel, and then like Fort. Hey, Fort would Pitt be would be the second. second. So okay. That would mean so if he was at Fort Pitt, but that's, that's like good. still rush hour. Yeah. Good luck with that. And he said it says it's going to take a lot longer. Yeah, that's because you're in traffic, bro. <laughs> it knows. It knows that it's going to take okay. a while. So, do you think he's listening right now? I don't know. Maybe Hoot is. Text me, Hoot, if you're listening. Oh, Hoot, Hoot's in the car. I don't know. Hoot oh. just texted me and said he's not going to answer. So he knew that we said we were going to call him. So who at least was listening? Okay, but you like I think I thought when you said that that Hoot was just listening, like separately. But you think he might be in the car? Uh, he might be. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. I hope Tanner's with him too. This could get really fun. If we have time, this could <laughs> I be know. this could be our longest podcast ever. Okay, let's talk. 
we got to give these folks something to get excited about. Okay. So let's give them a little pe- a, li- a little sorry a little um let's give them a little nugget. All right. Just like, a little nugget. Just a little a nugget. little nug. Let's let's what announce let's announce um something happening on Sprawl or Brawl. Let's do something on one on both. Okay. That they one. don't know about. All right. All right, let's pull up the Bounton sponsor sheet. Let, let me let me uh, let's decide what would make sense to to Hang on, before we get into that, let's yeah. talk about this. We announced Lucas Siebert against Cam Allgaier <laughs> today for the amateur featherweight title. Come on, son. Come on, son. That's so a banger. Sick. So sick. 10 and 1 combined records there. Unbelievable. Pretty decent. Pretty decent. These guys are these guys are good. They they like to they <laughs> like to do this whole fisticuffs thing. Dude, Cam Allgaier, we already know obviously Faithful 247 watchers know both of these guys extremely well. Sure. Cam is an absolute legend. I want to point out, this will be Lucas's fifth fight in a calendar year. Like, almost to the day he made his amateur debut for us last year. You do know what a calendar year is, right? I think so. It's like January to December. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was just 365 days from whatever date you start from. What's a calendar? If you got a calendar. Well, yeah. Sure. In the 365-day... Okay. In the 365 yeah. days since he debuted, he's had five. Maybe fights. I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just trying to help you out. Like in a calendar year, like so. Okay, fair. That's what I think it is. Anyway. I have no idea. Regardless, <laughs> Lucas made his amateur debut last July and will now have his fifth fight this July. Pretty nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a wild pace. That's how it's done. So, as we've said in the past, in Pennsylvania, if you want to go pro, you typically need five fights and a winning record, yada, yada, approval. So Lucas went from haven't ever had an MMA fight to will qualify for pro probably after Brawlenberg 15, okay, 17 so, in a year. So Crazy. I'm just, I'm just going to say something right now, though. He's had he's had four fights. He's 4-0. Oh. Mm-hmm. Folks. He's never seen anything like he's going to see on July. Yeah, 15. Cam's a different level than what he's had for it, sure. I mean, it's this is like levels up. This is um, these are the big boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Lucas has met each challenge with, um, and 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 passed with flying colors. This is a whole different ballgame. Yeah, the rules just changed. Um, okay, so we have that. I don't so Brawl and the Berg, ones that we've actually put out. That's the that that one and um Chase and Des. Those are the ones that those are we, the ones that we formally right, have right. done. Yeah. Okay. Give them another one, Ryan. Let's go let's do Lay it on a little it. nugget here. Not one that we mentioned on the other podcast no, nope, either. I'm not doing that one. Okay. All right. Let's do a one that's at 185 pounds. Okay. Okay. I like that one. There's two that we could speak of. I'm oh, talking yeah, about. True. true. Yeah. I'm talking about the one. I don't know. Two and oh. Mm, now I know which one. Yeah. We have. Ladies and gentlemen. Pit wrestler. James Lado is back. <laughs> 
I was waiting on that. There we go. James Lado is back. He'll be battling Manuel Bell um, on July 15th at 185 pounds. The Monroeville Convention Center, 247fighting.com. A fight of the night guy. Just really him and uh, another Ken Burrs. Ken Burrs. Unreal. Just absolutely like blew the, everyone's mind with the level of fight that we had between those two. Um, I think there's got to be a rematch of those two some, somewhere in the future, probably somewhere in either pro or advanced AMD yeah. rules. Um, but just an absolute treat for people that were there. Those two did everything they 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 did some grappling some wrestling they did some rock'em sock'em robots they did some like the lado got lado was close to being knocked knocked absolutely silly yeah um those two hit real hard it was a fun fight <laughs> and we're excited to have him back looking to go three and oh and manuel bell will be coming in from philadelphia He's a one fight uh, experience. He has one fight experience. James Lado has two fights, and he's coming in to be the spoiler and to you know show show everyone what's up. Crazy dude, Philly, and and actually isn't James Lado from yeah. Philly? Lower Marion, yeah, Ooh. Philly. Kobe so this Bryant. is like a battle of Philadelphia. Philadelphia, nice. Art of War, Mike Bickings, eat your heart out, bro. <laughs> this is for you, bro. We got two this Philly peeps. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a sick fight, and we're honored to have James back in there and honored to get him a really tough test with Manuel Bell. I love that, dude. I love the matchup, but I love also that after this fight, James will qualify for advanced amateur rules. He'll and either what, be... What will, what will that enable him to do for, for those people that... Like your mom. She doesn't yeah. know. No, my mom definitely doesn't know. In short, the rounds will become three minutes instead of two minutes. Ja okay. James will lose his shin guards. He will no longer have to wear shin guards. He, he, he can't find them. No, he can't find them. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> James. Bare shinned. We need, like, <laughs> we need the shin need guards those back. back. You can't keep those. You those aren't souvenirs. just lose your shin guards. They're very expensive. Jesse's going to be all over you, bro. Dude, Jesse will not let somebody he's lose a, shin guards. Come he's on. a pit bull. He's good. He's and, and when got he that come, dog in him. When he comes with those suits, bro. Woo, the woo. suit game. The suit game, Jesse. Jesse acting, wearing the suit. Dude, Jesse's been getting a lot of love recently. I posted that reel of him adjusting the TV on top of the cage as well. That was hilarious. That was yeah. awesome. Dude, that was awesome. The crowd I, loved that, too. I was, I was. And then he jumped <laughs> down, and I was like, yeah. Can we talk for a second, though? Like, how confident he is walking on top of the cage. It's not wide. Like, I yeah. would fall if I tried to do that, I think. Well, he he was holding on to the a little yeah, but he's the, he's a little spider monk monkey-ish all yeah. all the way around. I yeah, love that. I, anyway, I, it's a sick fight. Oh, also, most notably for James Leto, the rule change, once he takes somebody down, he will then be able to punch them in the head with that, advanced amateur rules. That's that's a thing that he's going to like. Yeah, I, I would imagine a wrestler of his caliber would like to be able to punch somebody in the head. You, funny enough, that fight you just said that James Leto and Ken Burrs will probably rematch, maybe as pros. I totally agree. That makes a lot of sense. Both of those guys probably would have finished the fight with pro rules. First round, James Leto gets a takedown, takes Ken Burrs' back, has him flattened out, 
couldn't get the choke. But even though he couldn't get the choke, as a pro, he could be punching him in the head the entire time. That would have been bad. That would have either opened up the neck to choke or just finished him from there, probably. In the second round, I think it was the second round, when Ken rocked James badly, if he could have followed up with ground and pound after that punch, it, it would have been over as well. So, funny enough, like both guys would have benefited immensely at different times in that fight. Like, we probably wouldn't have got the three-round war that we did get if that was under pro rules. Mm -hmm, that's right. Kind of wild. Kind of wild. So, in a way, we're thankful that it took place in novice tam territory. So, so what do we want to... What, what little nugget do we want to give them about sprawl in the bird? I got, I got one queued up in this my head. This is a pretty action-packed card, This man. card's nuts. We this could is... We could go a lot of ways. We could say that on our previous podcast where we announced a billion fights we did we announced like maybe there, 15 yeah there were so many we said david kraus is coming back right but we didn't tell you against who oh that's completely signed that, sealed and delivered that bro has since been fully signed sealed and delivered so david kraus mr 14 second knockout mr hammer hands mr power lifter stud david kraus is back and he's facing 12 seconds. 12 seconds. David Krause. He's facing Kane Patron from wow. TKO Erie. Coach up there. A coach putting it on the line for his team. That's sick. And Kane, correct me if I'm wrong here, Danny Palm. Did I thought when you first said Kane, I thought... The wrestler? Yes! Uh, I was like, whoa! What if Kane came out looking like that Kane? I think that he should. That would be so sick. Wearing a Kane mask? Yes, Ooh. wearing the whole outfit. All right, do it. Kane, Patron, this is now a challenge. Dude, if he did that, that would be so... We could do the, like... <laughs> Dude, if you do that outfit, we will do the whole Kane walkout entrance. Like, that right, would be on. so sick. Help me out, because you guys know I'm not much of a pro wrestling guy. When you say Kane, I knew mask, but all I can picture is Sting. What is what does Kane's mask look like? He, he Red. <laughs> yeah, okay. He's like red fire. and black. Oh, uh, he's fire Undertaker's guy. brother. Okay. Oh, he's Undertaker's brother. That's sick. Okay. I like that. Yeah, Kane, do that. And that would be like, fun. supposedly a fire, and he was burned alive in it and died, but then, like, he was alive and he came and he came for Dude, the Undertaker. Do they have any other That's an actual uh, cost? An ad popped up. An ad popped oh. up. <laughs> Here, look at this spin. Is that? That's Kane? That's, that looks like well, this is not incredible. actually Kane. <laughs> looks like the Incredibles. Dude. This is a Halloween <laughs> costume, bro. This is what he'll be wearing to if he gets if he yeah. does it. They'll be like, why is, why is he dressed like Mr. Incredible? What is this? <laughs> I've never, I've actually never seen that movie. I've heard it's decent though. The Incredibles, Pixar, Pixar's good. Pixar's good. Yeah, yeah. Incredibles is solid for sure. I can imagine at any rate. Is this Blues Clues? Blues Clues? I don't know. Taylor Cahill Stacey said. Stacy Cahill said. Oh. Is this Blues Clues? When I, it should be. Yeah, we can do. Taylor Blues said, Clues. "I'll make it entertaining to make up for my tardiness." So he's well, got, he's got to do that now, folks. It is. Taylor Cahill will be here soon. We're hoping. Um, he's our special guest today. If you know or you've been around the MMA scene in Pittsburgh, um, Taylor's not afraid to tell you what he thinks, and that's what makes him a fun guest. Facts. He, he is. He is going to. He's not going to mince words. Yeah. If he if something's on his mind, like a lot of people, 
something's on their mind, they just like bottle it up. Yeah, they talk about it, it in private. Yeah. yeah, and and then and then the the car ride home is a lot different. Like they're like, I should have said that. Uh, yeah, thing. right. Taylor's gonna He's just say gonna all those stuff. things. Yeah, for sure. I can't stop thinking about it. Should we announce that black belt matchup at Sprawl and the Bird? The other one. Um, should we save it or should we do it? What I, do you think? I think we can do it. There's only one other one. One other one for now. I know. Then I know who it is. Yeah, you totally know who it is. Um, let's just play around and like tease it. Okay. Like, let's not actually say it. This is someone who has actually previously been in the two four seven cage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Correct. Um, a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yes. Facing another black belt. Because it is no gi, so it doesn't like you don't necessarily have to be a black belt. But yeah. these two guys actually are legit black belts. And he's reached he's he's been a guy that has reached the highest level of mm -hmm. MMA mm -hmm. as well. Very true. Very uh, very high level guy facing a guy who is currently kind of flirting with that ultra elite level of the grappling circuit. If you guys follow those kind of things, he's like a. I believe he's a who's number one champ, but I could be wrong. But fight to win champ, maybe. It's one or the other. Regardless, that it, when I say those things, if you follow grappling, both of them sound really good, and it's one or the other. So <laughs> he's uh, he's at that level training with the best of the best. His team is ridiculous. You know that if you face anybody from this team. And where where is that team from? Not too far away, now that you ask. Where at? Toledo. 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 Sweet. Does he have a teammate on the card? He may have a teammate on the card. And now that I said Toledo, you guys probably know the teammate because we've already said PJ Barch and Dante Leon. So do the math there and you know the teammate. You're going to have to figure it out because that's as far as we're going. You guys, any, anybody like deep in the game will, will figure that out for sure. For sure. Yeah. Deep in the mm. game. Taylor Cahill just got a lashing from my dad, who is apparently watching this podcast. He said, here's, what, here's what's on my mind. There's no excuse for being this late. So, <laughs> so you got to see, see what I grew up with. So here's the funny thing is I'm on Insta or, yeah, Instagram right now, and there's a post 17 minutes ago from Taylor Cahill. Nice. You're, What's it say? you're supposed to be podcasting, not posting on Instagram, bro. Dude, why didn't Taylor fly in on his private jet is my question. How's I mean, he dealing with traffic? Dude, what is what is traffic when you, when you got Taylor Cahill level of stat? I don't understand. That's crazy. So Clayton Lee said he's listening to the podcast while he hits pads. So I don't think he's with Taylor. That's pretty fun. He's probably imagining... Taylor's face on the pads. Well, at least this is um them. This is Taylor and Danilo. That the post is Taylor and Danilo warming nice. up in the BBA. in Monroeville. Yeah. yeah, no, that's funny. Yeah, that was prior to. That's a duo, man. Taylor's got a lot to talk about. He better get here because there's stuff happening in this dude's life that I definitely want to dig dig into. He's got some exciting things happening that so, I want to share with you. Let, let, let's let's um let's talk about um he's fighting in Canada. Correct. What's the what's the promotion? Unified, I believe. Unified. Yeah. Unified MMA, Unified Fight League Championships. I forget the full Unified, Unified MMA, I think. Yeah. yeah. They're they're uh 
In, are they in Toledo? Do we know? <laughs> yeah, they're in Toledo, Ohio. No, no, not Toledo. Toronto <laughs> is what I meant. I, <laughs> it's a proper noun. Of yeah, course I'm going to get true. it wrong. I honestly don't know where they are, Danny. Do you know where it's at exactly? I No, I'm not sure right. exactly. We're going to say Toronto. Because, We're going to go with that. And yeah, then I'm because it, it sounds like that's where they would be. It does. It does indeed. But um, let, let's see. And... He's going to have to take his passport. Niagara Falls, Canada. Okay. But on the on the Canada side. Yeah, so it's basically Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Un- unified MMA 51 for people curious. So if you're interested, I would get your tickets now. Yeah. On unifiedmma.com. <laughs> I love that you're just like guessing unified mma if you google unified mma tickets you're gonna find you're gonna find them yeah for sure for sure i think they're on fight pass i believe this is on fight pass has anyone ever been this late before not even close yeah this is not even close this is new water this is jim mooney territory dude this is beyond (laughs) jim mooney it is this is um we should have a podcast with just jim and taylor and see what who gets there first so if 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 Taylor were showing up a little bit early, mm-hmm. he would be getting here now an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's pretty late. Yeah. You Hey, the he, best is he I'm made, hoping he's listening so he can, same. like he can come back. Like I heard you say this, like, dude. All right. Let's, let's take some steam away from Taylor for a second and fill the viewers in on this. I was late for a very important meeting one time. Yeah, let's. Yeah. And this was when I kind like pretty much first started working with like was still settling in for sure. Yeah. But that wasn't the first time you were late. Right, right, right. And it was small stuff. Otherwise, like I said, I would meet him for lunch at noon and I was there at 1210 or 1215, whatever. This particular instance, we had a meeting at, I don't know, let's just say 10 a.m. I don't know what time it was. And it was like 10 a.m. and I was still driving there. And he called me and was like, dude, let's just be clear. It's a pattern. You can't keep doing this. Like, do not be late. You have to be 15. My my goal is always 15 minutes early to everything. Have I been late for literally anything since then? You have not been late. Like, that. you heard that loud and clear. Dude, like, I feel like taking advice is not that hard. You, yeah. were, you were objectively right when you said it. And I think even on the phone, I was like, dude. I hear well, you. My this is not good. I get is, it. Is like, we should, it's probably not the right time to be lecturing <laughs> it. So I'll just, uh, I'll just leave it at that. But like, late people, yeah, yeah, not. I'll get into it on about late being late later. But <laughs> I just don't want our brand being represented late. I'll I'll tell you guys what the meeting was, too, just so you know exactly how important it was. Before we were in the Hollywood Casino at the Meadows, that that was the meeting to, like, solidify getting in there for events, which obviously we did and have had awesome events there and are very thankful that they did not hold that against me. Thankfully, Ryan was there on time, so that helped. Um, Yeah, so that that was the meeting, and obviously that was a very big deal for us, and it wasn't good. And like I said, I just told him, "I'm not going to do that again." It's not the biggest deal in the world if, like, you know that it it can matter. (laughs) I think Taylor is listening because he's (laughs) he's 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 feeling really bad about it. (laughs) He said he said my dad is b i t c h i n g, 
at me, bro. There is road work and traffic everywhere. He called me a tool bag. <laughs> well, it just puts us in a position where we said like 5.30, we're going live and like we're still going still to do it. that. And we don't really have content because we were... We're planning to talk to you, Taylor. Thankfully, we're some chatty Cathy's. And, exactly. Yeah. Well, and we're, we've 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 got we had the opportunity to kind of, you know, look, give a little sneak peek yeah. on you know something new with Brawl on the Berg and Sprawl on the Berg and all yeah. that good stuff. If anybody listening pieced together that other black belt matchup, go ahead and comment it or text me, text Ryan. I, I want to know if anybody heard that and figured. Yeah, that's the thing. We here's the thing we got to start doing is like when we're on. 247 live we have to encourage people to comment right there. yeah you can and, comment but there. He, but the thing is if we're not, we're not on there <laughs> yeah we have to be on there to like look at it so honestly yeah let's set that up to be danny palm can kind of monitor comments in the future that would oh. Be good. oh wow there are comments sorry guys dylan cole james leto announcement is fantastic thank you dylan cole jared billy the man shout out jared billy one of our absolute Biggest fans, I always love seeing you at the events, dude, and love seeing how excited you are. I know you were super excited about Allgaier and Siebert, as you should be. I saw that on Facebook. Good stuff, man. Hoot Lee, I really enjoy watching you fight. Are you setting up a fight? They're they're having uh they're having comments right now. Hoot and Jared Billy are going back and forth in the comments. That's fun. Hoot Lee said plans are for October. So yes, Hoot. Cat's out of the bag there. Hoot Lee will unfortunately not be part of our July card. He's unavailable for July. I know. Boo! Boo. He brings the fans out big time. Is, is there a boo button, Danny? Oh, okay. So just so just so you know, Hoot, like, you have a big fan here. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, dude, Hoot was the AMI VIP, right? Hoot is like a stud fighter, a stud ticket seller, He's everything we want, like mm -hmm. people to aspire to be. Mm -hmm. He he gets the job done. He's like, yeah, hey, that's what it's all about. And now he'll start like learning how to cut promos. Then you start talking like Chael Sonnen. Oh, it's on. sky's the limit. Jared Billy asked, speaking of beer, did you ever try a summer shanty? What's up? Oh, he came bearing icy light like a true legend. What's up, dude? He made it. He made it. We're, we've been harassing. Yeah, we've just been harassing you for being late the whole time. It's all right. Dude, you do call me a toll bag. He does have the Eminem hair. He wasn't lying. Look at uh -oh, that. Look, there it is. Look at that. Save that for the camera when it. Would you look back. at that? Would you just can look you, at? Can you let me have some all of this? Right, all right, all right. Hi, guy. Oh, you're off the camera. Oh, dude, you're. It's for the best. Look at him, Slim Shade. Excuse me. You All right, you got to get up in this, up into this, up into this microphone. Yeah, get up in there. Like Eminem, Eminem would know. Come yeah. on, this is nice. Yeah, How you like it, bro? Thanks, dude. What's up with that? Is that for me? That was you. That was you. That's yeah, how had... we had it <laughs> perched up there to start. Is that for Bedford? <laughs> it wasn't, but now it is. Yeah. Are they that? the bison? Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Dude, we did. Like that. We did briefly mention. If you could concentrate on staying in way like, up in like there. try to be like right in the mic okay yeah so you oh, can pull it is. toward you too you guys gonna drink one of those beers or what crack I one mean, for me bro yeah let's get it let's let me it. finish this one first. are you having one are you too close to the fight i'm drinking a beer how much do you to weigh right now sponsorship man how much do you weigh right now because hoot lee said if i ask you this you're not going to give me a number you're going to say oh i'm real late right now bro 
Super light right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you were by yourself in the car, right? Yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, that's uh, the hoot isn't like trailing in in. He might be. Uh, the way he is. Who is he knows? in India or is he back home right He's now? He's back home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I think. I don't know. I you never know with him. Tonight, so nice. When I get back. We're, oh, back home. Yeah. What I is your schedule? After this, but... How often are you at India? I always wondered this because that is that's a drive, dude. Yeah, it, it's pretty. Um, sometimes it gets like, I don't know, kind of crazy. But I try to get there at least three, four times a week. But um, recently, it's been a little bit harder. Um, so I'm trying to stay consistent and, and pick the days I go out. So I think I've been getting about three days a weekend. With them. Oh, nice. Yeah, when I'm out there, though, we 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 work out pretty solid. We'll do like multiple workouts, so. It'll be like a five-hour session. Nice. At the end of it, I'm ready to sleep. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Sucks. Well, he the team, Danilo, if you're late for practice, he shoots you now, right? Isn't that part yeah. of the game? Yeah, he's got that. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. What yeah. is that thing? I, I don't saw, know. I thought it's it was like a, a Nerf gun. Then I saw him shoot. I'm like, dude, that's like a pellet gun. Is it an airsoft gun? Yeah, what it's, like, um, it's like an airsoft gun, but it's gel. <laughs> It's like little gel bullets. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He's just perched with like this machine gun, like shooting dudes that are late to practice. He sits outside the window and shoots them. It, it put welts on you. Like, I bet. Pretty bad. Yeah. I messaged him. Good... I'm like, yeah, because Danilo's not dangerous enough. He needs a weapon. That's that a good sense. deterrent, yeah. I'm sure. Like you are, are driving in late and you're like, that's what we gonna have. Yeah. If we had right. that, you'd have been on time. We should adopt that. I don't know. I probably would have some welts on me. <laughs> <laughs> so you you got a big fight coming up. Tell us all about it. Tell us. Uh, give um, us the scoop. So I was supposed to fight. Um, forget his first name, but a uh, big black belt jujitsu guy. Uh, his last name was Vanilla. Uh, he was under a, a Johnny. Pretty, was it Johnny? I think it's Johnny Bonilla. I thought it was Bobby Bonilla, but Bobby that's Bonilla. Good. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the icy light talk. Have another the, icy, icy light. Lift it up. We need a 247 sponsored by icy light. Come on. Yeah, we really do. Right Look at that. Bobby Bo. There he is. He's still getting paid, by the way, to this day. By the Mets. Best contract the ever. Be yeah. For him. Anyway, you were supposed to fight a BJJ black belt, and now you got a guy who does not. Yeah, supposedly towards ACL. So, I mean, it's mm -hmm. kind of like the same thing you hear all the time. Um, guy's injured, not going to be able to fight. Uh, I kind of got to a point where. I expect that. So I just train and I expect to honestly not fight that day that they tell me that I'm going to fight. So that's fun. And then if, if it happens then like, it's a bonus. Um, but I got to the point where I'm just training and when I get a fight date, I, you know, I try to hone in for that. And, but I, I never plan on being there. That's crazy. I never plan on being there. And, uh, I wasn't really surprised when this guy, you know, bailed, um, a little bit older. He was like 36 years old and, first professional MMA bout and maybe hasn't been in the cage about five, six years. Didn't look like much of a fighter. You could tell by the way he was built that he'd be, he'd hit you hard if he hit you. Right. But hitting, hitting me would be the challenge. And, um, his jujitsu wasn't anything special. I didn't think so. I thought I would finish him pretty quick to be honest. Uh, actually like that matchup better than, than this one. Uh, he probably is going to be a little bit more durable than this guy. Uh, but now, they gave me they had me they had a replacement for me like immediately as soon as uh the last guy fell out the promoter you know messaged me and said what do you think about this guy and I didn't even really look him up I just said yes well I sent it to Danilo first he said it's a good matchup so, nice but I was probably gonna fight him anyway because 
Well, need, need to fight. Need to fight, man. Absolutely. We looked him up too, dude. And I got to say, the guy looks super tough. I yeah. thought I was impressed with his fight, honestly. This is not a cupcake matchup by any means. No, he's tough. Uh, I think where he's good, he's he's solid. He he kind of fights a lot like um, Miguel. Mm. So I, I think, like, on his feet at least. He's not as dynamic. Yeah. But I see a lot of feints, a lot of hip, a lot of hip feints, a lot of like spastic movements, and then he throws everything into his, his shots. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't look like he has much power on his punches, but he's got hard, hard, heavy kicks. And he, he clearly, yeah. He throws out of a, uh, out of a clinch a lot. So right, right. He's always throwing exchanges out of a clinch, which is something that, you know, I really have to be focused for because that's, you know, those breaks, that's when the big knockouts happen. Yeah. I was impressed with his takedown defense, but on one hand, on the other hand, I don't really know what the wrestling credentials of the guy he was fighting were. You're probably a different story than that guy, if I had to guess. Yeah, I'm a different story. Um, I mean, you still got to take it into consideration and respect it, um, but that guy isn't me. And it's Canada. What's Canada. that mean? <laughs> what, they what about they it? They don't wrestle. The oh, okay, wrestling, okay, the wrestling ain't the same. Except bro. for GSP. Yeah. Somehow. I mean, and that's not, that's MMA wrestling. Right. That's not right. like pure wrestling. You got yeah, a lot I of. I think it's kind of similar, to be honest. It is, it's different in a way, but I think that it's just an arrogance that like some guys have that they're not willing to adapt to the things they need to for MMA. Because mm. MMA, there's different things that are going to be efficient. Like, you're not going to shoot low singles. I'm not saying you, you couldn't, but, um, you know, your attacks are, are going to change. But as a wrestler, if you're able to win at a high level, like somebody like Gavin Teasdale, mm -hmm. if he's willing to do the things to adapt to, to MMA wrestling, he's going to be the best MMA wrestler. Nice. I think. But I think some guys aren't willing to do that, and that's why you see guys like GSP, you know, have the success. Yeah, they for do. sure. Remember when Randy Couture shot a low single on James Tony just to, just to prove a <laughs> Khabib, point? Khabib hit it. Yeah, did he? Against who? Connor? I don't. I don't remember it. Don't that remember. would be sick if I he think hit it, was it on Michael Connor. Johnson because mm. he was scared shitless. Mm. Dude, Johnson had him. Had him hurt. Had him a little stung. Yeah. Little stung. That was. Well, they were talking a lot. He yeah. was like, I, "I'm sorry to do this to you. Yeah, it's my time. <laughs> like, I'm. I'm. I respect you, but you must die. <laughs> I would Seriously. Do that. I would do that. Just telling him, just quit. Like, dude, stop. I think that that... If you're sitting there and you're watching a fight and somebody's doing that, I mean, what are you thinking? You're going to get that guy the belt. For That's sure. Promotable, so... For sure. I would definitely consider that. And once you're, like, that good at grappling and you're overwhelming a guy, it, it's not... I don't think it's that challenging to do. Because most guys don't really focus as, as much on, on the grappling as, as they should. I feel like a lot of guys go through the motions and just play the game with MMA. Yeah. They don't start fast and they, you know, I don't know. They kind of, everything's a feel out process. Well, I, I don't know if like you see the best guys in the world and there's no feel out process. It's one pace and it's a hundred miles an hour the whole time, but they weaponize the pace. So I think that's the key. You've had a super interesting start to your career. I think calling it unorthodox, I think is very appropriate. Like, Ethan, we've had Ethan Goss in here. We've had various guys who had a hundred, little hyperbole. Feels like a hundred amateur fights before they go pro. You had two, and decided it was time to go pro, which is interesting. That's different. That's unconventional, especially in Pennsylvania. What were you like? Why did you feel like it's time for me to go pro? What was that decision like for you? Uh, I mean, that was kind of the the plan from the get go. When when I first went into Indio had a you know discussion with Danilo me and Tanner were sitting there and we're against the wall and the plan was originally to go to Brazil and fight, mm. fight pro immediately and just go right into it jump into the pro ranks 
over over time over the years like you get thousands and thousands of of competition reps with wrestling grappling um i've had boxing bouts um and i started messing around with striking about 14 years old so it wasn't anything that that i felt was going to be too uncomfortable mm-hmm. um the first fight i think that i didn't understand the pace and the rule set was difficult to to finish a guy um until i really honed in my grappling cuz without ground and pound as a wrestler it's very difficult um but you look at a professional, you know, a professional fight, and if you're able to ground and pound, it's not that scary to go pro right out of the gate. If you mm. know you can take them down, and I was always great on my feet, and I could take anybody down, and they couldn't take me down. Um, so I figured I'd secure one takedown and beat them up. Nice. So I don't know, just want to be different. Always <laughs> wanted to be different. Um, that's how my my dad kind of raised me and my brothers was to stand out. There was a family uh, from the neighboring school and. They always would wear different singlets uh, at their dual meet. Mm-hmm. So the whole team would wear green and they would wear white. Interesting. And then we kind of like adopted the same thing, just not like, not an arrogance thing or being cocky, but we just wanted to show that, that we were better and we were able to like put it on the line against anybody and then go out there and do it. And, you know, a lot of the times you get beat. You know, a lot <laughs> of times you win though. But over the time, to- over like over the years, you, you learn that, man, just put it on the line. Yeah. Say what you're going to do and then go out and do it. But don't be, I mean, don't be afraid of the repercussions because there is consequences for your actions, right? So you better right. be ready for whatever you do. So I think that that always like made us level up. Um, so that's why the pro, that was an easy decision. I think that's a fun point because that's one thing I know Ryan would agree. Danny Palm would agree with the Cahill brothers. We know like you guys are going to talk, you're going to hype a fight. You're going to build the fight you're not afraid to put yourself out there which i see a lot of fighters that are honestly and i understand why like you said there's repercussions when you talk a lot of smack and then you got to get in there and fist fight a dude why have like where did that come from for you that you're just not afraid to throw it out there um and you have fun with it you and tanner but like i know you guys genuinely enjoy it you gotta fuck with guys (laughs) gotta get in their head um i think emotions kill you yeah. So when I can read their emotions, I know what I'm going to beat them, right? I always tackle with what the weakest, the weakest part of their game. Even if I'm, it's not the strongest part of my game, I'm going to the weakest point of their game. Mm. Um, I'm just going to always try to fuck with their head, yeah. try to get them to, to get really emotional, and and then over time, you say, I don't know, you get the, you can read people, you can see exactly who they are, um, just by kind of looking into their eyes and seeing the way they carry themselves and the people they're around and there's a lot of trends and, and a lot of patterns. So it's not, it's fun then. Cause you know what to expect. Yeah. Like you can look at a guy and go, I know what to expect with that guy. And and some guys surprise you, but most don't. And the guys that are tough, you know, they're tough. And that's when it's fun though. Cause that's when you have a good fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of just grew up fighting. Uh, I know everybody says it, but we, we really did. I mean, we fought a lot and it was fun. And so, like, we wanted to fight MMA from, from the get-go. Like, I can remember begging my parents to box at five years old, and they didn't want me getting brain damage at five, so they put me in wrestling. Fair. And we're watching the UFC when we're kids, you know, eight, nine, and ten, and you see all the guys that are dominating that are wrestlers, and where am I going to box in Somerset County, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and get that level of athletics, right? So our idea was let's wrestle Division One. If we wrestled Division One, that was a prerequisite to fighting in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we wrestled. So, like looking back on my, you know, my scholastic wrestling career, I was able to beat guys that were ranked really high in the country and were, you know, 
I mean, some guys that were Midlands place winners, uh, guys that have placed at the world tournament, guys that were world team members. I've trained with some of the best guys in the world. Um, I currently do now with Gavin. And sometimes I'm like, shit, like I didn't accomplish that, but can I really get mad at myself when that wasn't the ultimate goal? Mm-hmm. Like, the ultimate goal was UFC champion. Nice. So that's why we wrestled. That's pretty um, cool that you had it from the jump. That that was kind of the goal always for you. Always. So the passion, the original passion was not wrestling. Like, no. has that changed now? Like, is your, do you consider, like, you're a, you're a high school head coach now. Like, has, has your passion now become just as fierce for wrestling as it is for MMA? Mm, that's a hard one. Um, no, but wrestling's king. Wrestling is it's uh it's the best way to to read the emotions. Wrestling and, and jujitsu, I think. Right. You can tell a lot by the guy the way the guy shakes your hand or how he first ties up with you. You can you know, you can tell a lot about his, his soul. Um that was like the first thing that Danilo said when we walked in is I can tell your personality by the way you roll with me the first time. I can tell how to train you by the way you roll with me. Wow. I can tell if you're angry, sad, happy, whatever it is. I can tell your emotion just by the way you, you know, you grab a hold of me. I can tell if you have something going on in your life, the way you're gripping something or, and it is a real thing. You can tell, um, you can really tell a lot about a person. You can see who the bullies are really easily. The, the person that's going to take advantage of the weakest guy in the room, the guy that knows he's the best guy, but he's going to let the kid work when he's, when he's rolling with him. He has no ego. So I think that's what it boils down to. Wrestling is the quickest way to get rid of an ego. Find the toughest guy you know, put him in a wrestling mat with ten other tough guys, and you know, at the end of Humble a two-hour practice, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be a little bit. He'll, his attitude will be a lot different, yeah. even if he is the best guy in the room. Yeah, you know, if you put him in with ten guys that are pretty equivalent to him, he's gonna have respect for those guys. Sure, and the ego leaves. And you guys have obviously a huge advantage at Indio having a guy like Danilo in the room, and not only in the room, but willing to go after it, willing to roll with guys and teach them lessons as you could say and i think i've i've talked to danilo a few times he he loves that he cherishes the opportunity to just kind of let somebody know what's up once in a while that's pretty it's pretty cool every once in a while you need to know that though right that's super important he uh he's good (laughs) yeah you think (laughs) he's decent bro he's good (laughs) yeah it's um i'll tell you what i don't rule with many guys that even if i feel a little outgunned which I generally don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always trying to work on on something, some part of my game. There's nothing. There's really nothing I can do to stop him. He just that's crazy. He just kicks my ass. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, there's really nothing I can do to stop whatever attack he wants. It's really wild, especially in the gi. Um, right. There's been times where like I'm just fucking around trying to hit like a single leg or something. Next thing I know, like. I'm in the air. Upside You're down. stuck yeah. to the ceiling. Yeah. How did you stick me up here? But then the way he puts you down, it's like, hey, I didn't put you down hard. Yeah. Like, I know. Thank you. I can, by the way. Yeah. You can, yeah. You know, you can feel like, but he has such control. Um, Crazy. That's kind of what I aspire to do. We wanted, we wanted him on, on sprawl on the bird. On the bird. Be whoever you got. I'm, but he was. We yeah. had a, we had a good matchup. You just, really, I mean, he's yeah. like, uh, it just wasn't the right time. Yeah. Not the good, not a good time for it. I don't think he he's gonna put himself out there unless uh, it really makes sense for him because you know his business is really doing well and you know it's growing tenfold and and we got a lot of guys coming coming up fighting and 
you know, yeah, things you are going well for Indio, and he's probably gonna have to expand soon. So, uh, for him to when he when he competes, he thinks like you know he's going to war, right? Which is what you have to think. So you don't know what's gonna happen when you go out there, you know. Especially you're going against trained professionals, guys that are training to beat you. One one thing goes wrong, or you lose focus for one second, it's over. That's it. Yeah, you know? and you might get a, you know, this is in baseball. It's you could get a career-ending injury. Yeah, and if you're teaching martial arts, like you have to, yeah, worry about that. I think it's his mentality is super important for you guys. And you can see it in everybody that trains with him, how seriously he takes, not, not just ripping on you, but like being on time and showing up constantly and things like that. Did you say, did you say something about being on time? (laughs) Yeah, I mentioned it. (laughs) Okay. There are uncomfortable, but Danilo, (laughs) like we've heard it. We've heard it from Danilo so many times of like, is this fighter available? Is this guy available to match? He'll be like, bro, he's not, not dedicated to training the way that He's I not want been to see in it. Not been in here. Not been in here. That matters to him. I think that's important. I also, think that's why I think that's why we're winning. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I'm yeah. getting at. Like and you can you see it. Like, yeah. I was talking to one of my buddies on the way here. Actually, he's training down in Florida, and he's at Kill Cliff, and kind of telling me about it. And I'm like, dude, you got to go to Yuri. You got to go to you know you got to yeah. go to Danilo's brother. Mm-hmm. Trust me, just go there one time. Finally, after like six months of telling him, you know, he, he made his way in there yesterday, and dude, I love it. He's awesome. Like, nice. you know, I feel like Yuri's a lot like you know, they're like I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know Yuri obviously nearly as well, but any conversation I've ever know. had, he seems like super super similar. That's um, awesome. But I think the approach that they have is the same because they saw the same shit. Right. You know, they're pioneers of the game. And right. MMA has changed so much. I mean, you guys know, like mm. in the past ten years, I mean it's changed and it's growing. The opportunities are, are mm-hmm. you know, getting tremendous. So uh you know the approach that they have is, I think it's second to none. And you have to go in there and you have to you have to train like you're going to war. Yeah. And if you're not, don't take the fight. Well, and and I I look at like your current opponent like for like the 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 previous opponents you've had like this is levels up like this is not just like the next level like this is jumping levels like this dude's r- real solid like. I, I think that uh this this will show where you're at. Like you're you're getting a test like you that's above where you've where you've been. And so you're gonna really see like where am I at right now? Yeah, no, I I have to agree with that. Um I just look at it as another guy. I just think like I look at the the guy in the mirror and that's who I gotta be. Mm-hmm. And I don't gotta be the guy I don't have to be the world champion that night, I just gotta be better than that guy. Mm-hmm. Right, that's got to stick to the game plan and the biggest thing is just that at first exchange once i get my hands on him, it's over and i think a lot of people like i haven't shown it yet though so that's fine maybe you know i will have to at one point but you know i, I have pretty solid hands and um my grappling is obviously better Danilo's always telling me to grapple i mean you take less damage you can get in and out so you can fight again soon um but if i have to bite down i'll bite down got a hard head you saw who's fight against Sam walter <laughs> All you Somerset boys got that hard head. Last, last fight, I mean, he hits hard. Dude, Dan's good. Dan's very good. He's very tough. He's, yeah. He hits very hard, but the I feel like the head of the Somerset County man is a little bit different. What is up with that? Yeah, there's something going on there. You know, you're you're looking like Tito more than more than now. <laughs> there's the Tito big Tito, head, like big blonde head. big head. I don't know. I think it's just like the beef, man. It's all like uh, all fresh. 
All fresh yeah. farm food. Yeah. What is it? What's the Taylor Cahill like birthday meal? When it's your birthday, what's your all time meal? Pizza and wings. Oh wow. Okay. That surprised me. Beer. Wings like how how hot you going? Like a buffalo ranch. Buffalo? Just buffalo with ranch. Nice. Yeah, spicy ranch. So Solid. you're not going like Atomic. flaming like crazy. Nah, I don't want to ever ruin my day. <laughs> like there's like a, Julian I, and Miguel. Yeah. Like if you're gonna ruin your day, it's gonna be on the mats. Yeah, it's I have plenty of ways to ruin. My day. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I don't want my mouth to be burning. Yeah. You, so you wouldn't do the those hot wing challenges, like. I mean, I guess I wouldn't count it out. So Depends you would. On what's on, what's what stake. about the what about the one chip challenge? Would you do that? What's that? Oh, funny you ask. Funny that you ask. Yeah. You're obviously not a avid. Pittsburgh Combat Sports. It hurts the ego. No, it's a uh, like insanely spicy potato chip. I don't even know if it's a potato. No, we don't have any tortilla chip. Actually, do we? No, we don't. Like when we did the hot sauce challenge with Miguel and Julian, they did the hot sauce challenge first and then ate one of these chips afterwards, and it was just it was a bad move. Yeah, the chip basically killed them. They both they both. It's one chip. Sure, and it like. Is it's insane. It's a really? tortilla chip that's just covered in this yeah, like atomic want, dust. I don't want any part of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trust you're, me. You're a smart man for that. Who did the challenge? Julian Flannery and Miguel Francisco uh, both did it. Who yeah. won? I guess Miguel. I, did Miguel? So they, like, they both did it, but Julian like they did the hot sauce challenge, and Julian ate the chip right after he was done. Miguel right. like took a break. Right. Yeah, I kind of think it was just a draw. Yeah, I, I, I guess that was a draw. Yeah, so they both did it, and they both, I, I'm pretty sure they both puked, so. Yeah. Good yeah. times. Yeah, it was It was not, like, <laughs> I told him afterwards, I'm like, we're never doing that again. Like, they came in here to have a good time, and it was awful. Yeah. They suck. They both like, had their girlfriends, fiancés with them, and they both. It was like the ruined night. <laughs> yeah, they both had their date nights ruined. Like, it was great. My buddy, good we times. went down to a... Uh... <laughs> One of my best friends we went down to, to Bedford to practice last two weeks ago. Nice. We, we stopped and got some wings before, and uh, he got the atomic ones. I'll put all oh, oh, uh, uh, outside. Nice. Before, before nice little practice. pile there. That's one a nice pile. One of the wrestlers got it on tape. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, I don't I understand. One bite that. of that wing. Holy fuck. Yeah, I don't get that. I have no I, desire. I, uh, yeah, you, I dabble in that. Little, yeah. yeah, like that's I, I hit Danny th- this dude right here. I love that shit. Really, dude. Oh, honestly, yeah. whole other levels of hot heat, dude. How do you do it? This yeah, is gonna fucking burn. He pays for it. Since I was three years old, like it's just. He's got the. Like, I just love hot sauce. Nah, dude. Ridiculous. There's something more than that. There's something genetic like with the Danny Palm. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like during the hot sauce, so- like I was like chugging out of the bottle during the hot sauce challenge, and like I was fine, but like my bot, like my bot, I was sweating so bad. Yeah, like, it was, it was dude, great. He was just pouring sweat, drinking like, and those hot sauces we had were legit, dude. Like pure smoked Carolina. They Reapers were hot. They were very hot hot sauces. You play like uh, Eye of the Tiger. Before you <laughs> I should have honestly. Like there, there's been. Cut a promo. I should have. So there was like it's Quaker impressive. Steak and Louvre, and Dude, they is. had the. I don't. They still probably have it, but they. They're not the even flavor. in business. I don't think. The Triple Atomic Challenge, like they used to have I that. It that. was crazy. Like Man versus Food was on there, and like he couldn't finish it, and like I went in there, did it without a drink, like my nose really? was bleeding and shit. One of my heavyweight buddies did it. Bo Spiller. That's so ridiculous. He was he was a good a good heavyweight. My nose was so, bleeding, not running, bleeding. Yeah, like, <laughs> so gushing do, blood. Really? So do we have a do we have a fight for t- Tanner now yet? No? I mean, uh, are we looking for a fight? 
There's something on the table. I mean, oh, it's is not there? confirmed. It's not confirmed on either Have side. Have we sent out an offer? No. No, no there's... But we're dabbling. Like now there's definitely a lot of guys that want to fight. Already. There's stuff on both sides to make this happen that need to happen still. Okay. We'll say that. We can't I, say too much about that. But okay. there is something that... If you think they, something's going to work out? If it comes together, oh, it's going to be awesome. Oh, I know who. Yeah. I know who. Yeah, I know yeah, yeah. who now. Where's I know from? Who. Around PA? Yeah. Pittsburgh guy? Yeah. Oh, I think I know who it is, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, Danny Palm, unfortunately, you up has here? to leave. Okay. Sorry for being late, bro. You want a beer for the road? No, I don't drink beer. He, he just, only drinks he hot sauce. He eats hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't drink beer, just hot sauce. Later, Danny hey, Palm. Hey, is that an NCAA hat? Yeah. Attaboy. Danny, boy. Danny Palm's the biggest. You and him would have an awesome wrestling conversation. Sure. He's a nerd with amateur dude, wrestling, dude. He's serious. Like, you could ask him. Who won states? In random. Like, yeah. there was a wrestler in, like, Central PA, this name in 1989. And he'll be like, he'll be like, oh, that he he went to Kentucky. He wrestled <laughs> his freshman year. And then he, tra like, dude, it's crazy. Everything. It's wild, dude. That's how I was when I was young. Yeah. You, him, and Mike Wilkins would have. When you were young. Off. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, you young, don't know like, who bro. you're with. Yeah, I'm dude. getting old. Wait, man. how old are you? I just turned 26. Okay. <laughs> Unreal. What? Unreal. Just what? I was hoping man. he would say like 30, and I'd be like, oh, man, I didn't know you were that old. Do you know how 26. old I am? Double that. You look younger than what, what I'm going to guess, though. Um, I, I, yeah. 40, <laughs> I'll be 46 in like a month. You look a lot younger than that. I'm yeah. not trying to blow smoke up for no, That's I, nice. I, That's very nice. I feel much older. <laughs> The icy light helps. It's Don't worry. Smile. Just You're always it. smiling. You know what I mean? That helps. Try. I'm trying. Smile's important. Smile. Important. Smile goes a long way. Do you know that Dana White, when he started like the UFC, like when UFC started and he was like, he had hair? He, had hair? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he was like nice. 34 or something. It, I, he was like super young for like, wow, I didn't president know. President of, he, because he's like 50 something oh, yeah, now. That's true. It's that's crazy true. how young he was, but he, he was even balding like, young. he was like Ethan Goss balding. Like, <laughs> like he was like, like I, I still That's have cold, hair, bro. but like not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's clinging. Yeah. I think I Ethan like Goss. Goss hair. I, like I, I was gonna say you've probably got some Ethan Goss stories, right? Yeah. D done some time with Gorilla House and Ethan and those. Wait, are yeah. they in jail together? Yeah, what do you mean done yeah. some time? I always like getting up there and working with Ethan. He's always got a lot of good stuff. Um, mm -hmm. It's just it's good to to pick the mind of a, a guy that's got that much experience. You know? Yeah. I mean that's one thing that like I I always. Um, I never take for granted any like we had Charlie Gathers in too. Also, nice. I, I Charlie Gathers, but you're talking about tuna guys. But that's awesome. Um, anytime I can uh, even ask them, you know, one thing about a cage fight in, in their career, what what made that uh, hard, what made it challenging, what made it easy, and you know, you get answers like like Charlie told me one time the the canvas on the cage, you got to be careful. You know, once you start to get sweaty in the third round, I tried to hit a, a double leg and I slipped on my face because the center of the canvas was rubber. Mm. The sponsor logo like things like that is like, that's what I'm looking for. Wow. Like little things of when I'm getting in the cage, like what's, what's the canvas? Like how bouncy is the cage? How much gives the cage? Right. Like, could I jump off the cage and hit something crazy? Like, or yeah. does it not have give? And, um, Ar I, you could do an RKO off the cage. That would be sick. I'll try it. Yeah, do it. Do <laughs> it. it. They're, that's legal in Canada. So <laughs> just, yeah, just do it's it. It's not legal in, in PA? Yeah, no, but you can RKO right off the I'll cage. Take a, I'll take a legal disqualification. Yeah, yeah, that do, would be worth it. it. Well, then you could just tag your 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 tag your partner yeah, yeah. in. Tag Danilo in. Yeah. He'll finish it. Yeah. yeah. Finish them all. For the yeah. views, bro. For the views. That's the way it is. In, <laughs> Canadian MMA is a lot like wrestling. Let him fight for me. 
<laughs> just do you know that tag team grappling exists? Chael, yeah, Chael I, does that. Yeah, yeah. that's think, um, insane. That would never fly no, with Greg no, Serb. No, zero percent chance. Did that? Did she really? Subversus. Oh, maybe. I think Subversus. Oh, that's wow. what they do. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's so, crazy. I, I don't thought even going to put together a team because, uh, bro, I feel like I think Danilo called Yuri because Yuri had the connection to him, mm-hmm. and then he needed somebody for his team, and Toby was going to take the spot. Right. And I knew a heavyweight because Toby couldn't take it, and. I was gonna get to have like John Hansen. He's a world champion. That's hilarious. Um, he was gonna jump on, and then they're like, "Wait, you should make your own team." And I'm like, "I'm, I'm trying to get ready for a fight." Like, uh, <laughs> who's talking shit? No, no Danny, Danny Palm just left. <laughs> he texted us. I just about got attacked by a pack of dogs outside. <laughs> shop dogs. Hey, yeah. shop dogs. <laughs> We Dude, need the air horn. Crazy. There's no air horn. There's no air horn. And, and people are stuck on this view with which is not the yeah. normal view. Sorry, That's guys. crazy. So who's next for the two four seven Hall of Fame? We, we, we it happens when it happens. <laughs> like we don't have an agenda when someone when when someone is deserving of like they've set like the standard is pretty high, right? We don't we don't give belts out. We don't give like people earn belts. We don't give Hall of Fame things, like, plaques out. It's earned. It's earned within Pittsburgh MMA. It doesn't really, like, exist outside. Like, it's it's your cumulative work of Pittsburgh MMA. Yeah. And it could have been 20 years ago. It could be today. It Like, that's what we're looking yeah. for. So am I going to have one of those one day? Maybe. We'll see. We're we'll fighting see. Canada and come back home I'll so we can back. put you on the list. Quit fighting fight. in countries that aren't the United States. And like <laughs> the only place I can fight. You know what I mean? It's like fuck, man. Like I would like to fight close. Yeah, to get the, get this W, then yeah. you can be you. Yeah, come dude. right in. I was gonna say, sir, will approve me. Absolutely. So if you I want this one. Yeah, I want to okay. hear your thoughts on your brother. Okay. And so this is this all happened online the other day. Like, and we get to read all and of it. and Lucas Siebert. Right. They so just to kind of like fill everyone in earlier this year, Lucas and Tanner were verbally agreed to fight. And then something happened. I don't know exactly what I think was Tanner, Tanner injured. injured. Yeah. So Tanner, they, they were verbally agreed and then it never went any further. Did Lucas fight on our card or? No. Okay. So neither one of them fought on that card. And then now we we have this. And I guess Tanner back then, this was going to be a title fight. Yeah. Tanner and Lucas were going to fight for 145. Lucas has since fought twice. Tw- twice. Yeah, what's it, that new, new, what's the new line cage fighting now? Down in West Virginia. What is it, that organization? It, I mean, it's, a, it's West Virginia's. Premier, I mean, what is I, it's one of only a couple like that, like Made Men does some fights Man. in West Virginia, and New Line does some fights in West Virginia, and I don't, I mean, I everyone West Virginia there. is a different animal, right? It, is. it truly it, is. It, it really <laughs> is. Remember that guy they were gonna give me in that one card, Bobby Bobby New? No, 
Talk to me about Bobby New. Before you it may have been before board. my time. I got to Google Bobby you, New. We I, found him. I, yeah. I, oh, yes. I do remember that. And they're like, no, fuck. The commission didn't approve him. Yeah. Yeah. He was ready to go, too. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I'll fight him. Yeah. One and two. I'm sure he would have. Sure he would have came, though. Oh, he only fights for New Line. He's had all four of his fights for New Line. Bobby New. Nice. See, I wouldn't remember that. You have to understand, we have every show, we have like a hundred fights that are talked about. And then you end up with 10, 12, 15, 8, whatever. Um, but literally, there's a hundred to 200 fights that, you know, people are talking about agreeing to. And then like that fizzles out. Like, right. You know, you so remember I, the big ones, though. I, Who was supposed to be my first fight in 247? Do you remember? Oh, man, I don't. I, this was way before my time. I mean, I'm, I'll remember once now. you say. He's a pro now. A pro now? He's a pro now. One at 6 and I was number one ranked in... in uh... Dalton? No. No. Not Dalton. I don't Cody Law? I don't want to fight that. Uh, not Cody. Dude. Gunner, uh, what's Gunner, Gunner Spain. Gunner Spain. Oh, Gunner okay. Spain's a stud. Yeah, that's, he's good, dude. That would have been a killer now, fight. So I would have not remembered that it was you, but I I remember that it was Gun like the Gunner Spain was supposed to fight yeah. on our card. Yeah, I remember like watching his first fight, being being like, "Oh, this guy's tough." I, he just saw younger me. Nice. But since then, I, we talk and gets working out. And That's sweet. We go out there. He might come out to the shop. So nice. Okay, so let's get back to Lucas Siebert and let's address this. Give me another iron before so you start let's, this. Let's, let's, I need one more too. <laughs> so. Thanks, Talk about this from 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 your point of view, because I mean our point, point of view is, is you know, I, 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 man, I told Tanner before he called him out, <laughs> but don't waste your don't, and I don't mean to be like a dick or anything, but I said don't waste your time. He's not gonna take the fight. He's, I figured he would. I mean, and I'm not like obviously like since then he's done a lot of things to like, you know, really advance his career. I mean, he's, he's winning. You can't. You can't not say he's winning. Right. He's having success. He's finishing fights. Um, but I could just tell that he, he was not going to fight Tanner. Tanner's a very, like, uh, whether you admit it or not, he's a very, like, pressing person. He's a very, uh, even if you're not intimidating, intimidated of him, he, he's very pressing. Like, he, he's going to be in your face. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I don't, like, I see, see I him thought, able to handle that. I thought he was 100% in... For April. Yeah. And then what happened was it was three and O versus two and one. Or no, two and O versus two and one. Correct. No. Yes. We he was fighting to go three and O yes. elsewhere. To for advance and then April. and then he was gonna fight him there. And then Tanner had had an injury or whatever it was. And then he fought and they became three and oh, and then he fought again and became four and oh, and now the landscape's different, right? Yeah, it's different. So, four and oh, for him going up against a two and one, like, doesn't doesn't do the same thing for him as it did before. And so, depending that's what fighter, I thought I it was. I mean, I think, depending on the fighter, I mean, I think that if Tanner was one and two, um, just the credentials that he carries, I think that you could sell the fight. It's like, it's a quality. Fight. Oh, and we, and, yeah. and, and so just good. to be yeah. honest, straight up, we aren't looking for two and one fighters to get title fights. Yeah. Just we were allowing that to happen because it, it was going to be good for everyone. Yeah, nuts, two yeah. division one wrestlers getting at it. Um, yep. I think that, 
Um, at the end of the day, you got to respect Seaver because he's he's like one of us. You know, he's a Division One wrestler. But I just I see the way my brother handles things, and I think that he would finish him. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, I feel like I could predict the round and I could predict the finish. Okay, so do do so. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, is it is it gonna happen? And that's where like I'm like. So here's what I, here's what we went back and forth with because Tanner said. Like, I'm just going to do the, I'll do the grappling, but now if I'm not fighting Seabird, I don't want to do the MMA. And I, and I said that, I was like, no, he, he needs to fight. if he, he wants, fight, he yeah. has to fight. He can't keep letting that get different. Like, so hypothetically, regardless of what happens, Seabird's either going to be four and one or, or five and oh, after that fight. Cam's tough. Cam's tough, dude. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about that. So earlier. he's either going to be four and one or five and oh, those are the only two choices, right? If, when if. If if T Tanner's still two and one, like they're further apart regardless than they were before. Yeah, no, no without that makes sense. Fight. I think that um ultimately So I was saying to him, if 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 Tanner wants that fight to happen, he has to fight and get to three and one. And then regardless of what happens, it's still a viable fight, but he can't let that get further apart no, if he I wants agree. that fight. I think he needs to fight just regardless. Yeah. I mean, you can't like you can't always pick and choose your battles. If if it's not gonna work out, it's not gonna work out. Just shake hands, you know, cut your differences. Like if it ever happens again, you fight. I mean, if you really got that big of a problem, like fight outside. I mean, it's, or like <laughs> my, do it in the gym, my, man. And don't tell anybody. Like Rocky and and uh, Alexa Creed. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and and but if not, like it's not worth it. I think it's I think it's just a waste of energy. And I I think that Tanner would wrap it up i think that he would pressure him i think that um siebert shoots he shoots penetration every fight i he's think there's power in his hands but he's got a long snappy right so i think but tanner is a pressure fighter he closes distance and 247's cage it's small i think that they're going to be close it's going to be dirty boxing tanner's got a dirty boxing he's going to be stronger he's lower to the ground he's going to be able to keep his head under his chin on the cage um so it would be easy to control him there if he shoots, I mean, he's got a nasty guillotine. Yeah, so that I would predict. I would predict first round guillotine. Tanner would pressure him. Kid would shoot. Tanner would guillotine. Wrap it up. Um, and that's what I, that's. And I would bet. I would bet a substantial amount of money on that. That's first. Huge. You'd that's you'd huge. bet a substantial amount of money first round. First round. Nice. I mean, three minute I, round. Yeah, three minute round. If he touches gloves, yeah. <laughs> if he touches gloves, yeah, first round. If not, I think that the only way that, like, I think Seaver would have to get the jump on him. Because, like, whether or not, like, people like to admit or they say, oh, like, no, his hands aren't good or whatever. I mean, I think Nuttall's got good hands. He, kid's been in some fights before. You can just tell by the way he looks. Sure. He, he's like he that. Runs with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those those guys know how to fight. I mean, they're tough guys. Um, said before like i don't think that that like ptt is too skilled they're not overly skilled but they're like game and they're tough guys and tanner overlooked that fight i mean he he came in and i think that's part of like the reason why he needs to just keep fighting um for himself and, and not fight for anybody else because that fight in a way sets him back from this opportunity yeah because the way i look at it is is a hori masvidal ben Askren. if they run it back 100 times he's gonna win 99 mm-hmm I mean, he was out there hitting loud and swaying, lateral drop in the center of the of the octagon, trying the standing guillotine. I mean, it's like he was like throwing the kitchen sink instead of just. Yeah, 
So control. who who's the most no, overrated you're... fighter that you can like in the UFC? No, just the, in general. Like who do you think of like that you're like this dude ain't that good? Taylor's like lot. I think that about everybody. I think a lot of them. <laughs> I tell you who the most underrated fighter is Miguel. Oh, I've trained okay. with him. Pissed off. Okay. Um, I think that as soon as they let him be a superstar, he'll be a superstar. What's that mean? Yeah. What is that? What are you getting at? I think there? they're trying to keep keep him on the same playing field as, as the uh, oh, other guys. Man. I mean, and I, I mean, I kind of like I've told him this before, and like he's too, he's super humble guy. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Like so almost like almost humble to a fault. With yeah, him. it's hard to even like because I'm like, fuck, man. I don't mean to sound like a dick, but like, dude. Like you got like how many boxing bouts? Like he can fight like really good. Like I've trained with a lot of really good guys. Like I've been to different countries and trained. I've, You're I've saying you think Stout is? Not necessarily. Who's Stout, he? Who's? I think that like just the guys that he surrounds himself with, like they uh, maybe want to like keep themselves at the same, compare themselves, you know, as if as if they're the same level. And like you're talking about like people he trains with. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's good. I think he's very good. Tell you something interesting like about Miguel. You watch his fight, last couple fights, and he's good, dude. He's very good. yeah. I mean, we yeah, we talk about it all the time. I think Miguel's awesome. I was going to leak that Miguel will probably be on our fight card in July. There's a good chance, very strong chance, that it's completely signed. Yeah, that it's official actually, and that it's for a title. Yeah. So Miguel has a title fight in July. Awesome. Fun fact. While we're gassing up Miguel, we might I we got to say out it. tomorrow. Nice. Gavin's been trying to get him to come out and work out. Yeah. It, well, like you said, you and this is legit because you texted me this maybe a year ago. That's right. You were like, bro, Miguel is the next guy. Like, I just worked with him. I'm telling you right now, Miguel is better than most that come in here. So that and that's when I honestly, Ryan and Jim know, like I started getting on them. I'm like, dude, I think we need to get Miguel a fight. And that's like. We need to really get Miguel well, a fight. So behind the scenes, like before he was on the scene, like we had matched Miguel like mm -hmm. multiple times, and it and and it fell happened, through for whatever reason. Uh, so it's not like we he hasn't been on our radar, and we've known this dude's like really good. He's he's had a series of like misfortunes, like when Patton went through his series yeah. of misfortunes where he just couldn't. I like That's a good him. comparison. I yeah. like him. He's he's another underrated. Yeah, one. I like legit. Justin yeah. Patton. Super. I like the way he operates. Yeah, I just like I like methodical. Just cool. Yeah, like he's just a cool dude, and you can tell he's a good fighter. Dude, I think he's he made changed some good so much since mm -hmm. he's matured he a lot. How to wrestle? Yeah. Well, wrestle. not even that. I'm talking mentally. Like he used to be the dude that like was wild and would like would would like get you fired up in the and like he would be out of like he wouldn't rein his uh emotions and now he's so mature and he's like he might get you fired up but he's gonna just get you fired up and not like i, I don't know he's just come a long way though it's like when are you gonna start competing for yourself and stop competing for the crowd once you start competing for yourself you can entertain the crowd but if you're competing for the crowd you're gonna get beat well i as think there's a, there's a mixture like He's come a long way. I, I like him and I talked immediately after the last show, Brawlenberg 16. And, and I told him, like, you got this win. Like, there was a, it was good to get away, uh, get, this was like a trap fight for him, right? 
it was like a tricky fight that mm-hmm. didn't look good on paper. Like it was one that it looked like he should just breeze through and it was a lot tougher than it, it looked um, like it was going to be. And he got away with the win. But at the same time, those are not the greatest type of fights to build yourself on. Um, you, you also, at the same time, you can't be like the higher levels want to see certain things. And if you're like on top of a guy for three rounds and you're not finishing him, that's like, you want to, if you're going to be on top of a guy, find a way to finish him. And, and that's ultimately like that next level of hit, hit a tricky long guy. Like there were things, but you don't, you also don't want fights that are like anticlimactic a lot. And so I think there's a balance. I think there is that there promoters aren't like what's what's the dude's name um john fitch right mm. wow. john fitch was like literally <laughs> one of the best talented grappling like he was just wow. dominant but he what he wasn't a crowd pleaser and that affected him greatly um so i think there's it's a balance weird. there there's a balance it's a little weird Oh yeah, he's a different kind of dude. I think he let dude. the things uh, in his life that, like, the things that made him a good fighter. I think he let him like affect his personality uh, to the public, and I think that that's one thing that you have to keep contained. Like, sometimes you're gonna show him the real thing, but sometimes, like, don't tell him everything. Dude. Yeah. Like, don't like don't show him all your cards because then your your cards are out there. Like they know they yeah. can see him. Um, there's no bluffing with him. And I think that's the thing that, that ultimately destroyed his like promotability is because he wasn't better than GSP, but he was the second best. He was clearly the second best for a long time. Him, Jake Shields, and Yushin Okami all kind of had the same thing going on at the same time. I think once you start winning at that level, you got to leave an AKA. you got to leave a gym like that because they have their Khabib. Right. They have their DC or their Luke Rockhold. And they don't necessarily give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're winning, you're making that money at the end of the day, but I think that... uh once you start to see that success and you start to really feel it and you're turning into a good fighter, you need to hone in. You need to find a, a gym. You need to find a coach that care about you. Yeah. You know, it's not about always going with the best guys in the world if, if you're focusing on positions. Mm. And if you get tired and you get guys to rotate in and you're tired, that's the key. That's a really uncomfortable. That's really interesting note, I think, because so many people do think that the goal is get to AKA or get to ATT, but there's value in just knowing the right guys and surrounding yourself with them, I think. Being comfortable, doing things yeah. the way you, you have always done them, but then also like honing in. I'm not saying like going out every weekend and partying and then going to the gym on Monday, but like yeah, being being dedicated and then doing things with guys that genuinely care about you. Yeah, it's a hard sport. Well, you're you're super blessed with Danilo to have literally both a guy that genuinely cares about all of his people, but also is as elite as you can get at what he does. I, I don't understand like why there's not more people there. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, it's common, but and like I like to. I'm glad that I can kind of serve as, as an ambassador. Yeah. Well, and same with Jay and, and yeah and, and Hoot and Tanner and Gavin and me. But like, you start looking at the the guys that we have. I mean, well, we know obviously last year with the award show, you guys and Stout were both the two undefeated teams. Like going into the award show, that was ridiculous. Like your success speaks for itself for sure. What took you to Indio in the first place? I've always wanted to ask you that because you could have you could have chosen any gym in Pittsburgh, and like you said, Indio's kind of the unsung hero to a degree. Dalton, Dalton Rosler. Really? I used to train with him uh, when I was at Clarion. He used to come out and 
I would wrestle with him. It was actually interesting how we met. I went down and rolled with Mazada and Ryan uh, mm. Ariola. And wow, what a one-two punch, dude! Oh my yeah. god. Where was this at? The Mad Factory. I used yeah. to train the Mad Factory. And I genuinely didn't know that. That's yeah. sick. Okay. Um, so I started doing nogi in college when I was about nineteen with Isaac. So I okay. spent a lot of time with him. Actually, uh, he like did my summer internship the one year. I just trained. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's tough. There was a lot of tough guys in there. Like, really kind of exposed me to uh, to nogi grappling, and, and and I started working with Richie Canalino. Okay. My hands. So yeah. I know Richie really well. He was one of my boxing coaches. Dang um, man, you got New Kensington's best all all yeah. on you there. Yeah, and then like Teddy he has a lot Conja. of neck tattoos. Tough dude. That Richie, Richie's fight. a savage dude. Dude, do you know Richie and, and like, Ethan Goss went to war a couple times? Really, I can twice, I can see that twice, bruh. I think Richie won them both. Really, to be honest, yeah, maybe both split decisions too. Actually, I think they were both Amy too. Yeah, they were both Amy. I feel like he wouldn't put Goss down, but I feel like he might be able to in a like a. Boxing matchup, yeah, like he would hit him more. Yeah, but I feel like the, Goss is a hard guy to put down. Those two are like hard best head. friends now. Yeah, like yeah. They, they, they should be. Those two, like they know that those were the biggest wars they would ever go through. I think every guy that fights Goss knows that. Yeah, yeah. honestly, like oh, tough, I mean, the same with Richie too. I mean, you look at his his amateur career; he's got a lot of fights, a lot of tough fights. Of he has guys. like twenty amateur fights, dude. He's crazy. And yeah, like even like um Hodge mm-hmm. and uh, mm. and Goss. Like Goss took that fight. Hodge is super legit, dude. Um, I think he's just a guy. He doesn't. He genuinely doesn't fear anybody. And like, but then they have respect after. Like, he's a super respectful guy. And yeah, he he's like yeah, best is. friends with all of his former opponents. It's a perfect balance. Yeah, honestly. he's just a good dude, man. He just, but he can fight I, really well. I would never say that he's a good dude. Like, <laughs> like, wait, Richie or Ethan? I'm talking about Ethan. Yeah, I thought I yeah. wasn't sure if Taylor. Was no, good. Richie. Ethan, right? Richie. Okay, okay. I, you're a good dude. <laughs> Ethan. Ethan, not a good dude. <laughs> I like them both. Oh, wait. This is the only... <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. like looking hey. at the camera. Sorry, guys. But yeah, dude, Richie's the man. He's like, he's like 6'2", 155, like a club. crazy build. That's a club right now that's not yeah. um, not as big as it's going to get. Or like maybe he's trying to keep it smaller. Um, I know he's like a, a wealth of, of kids and adults in the sanctuary, but yeah. I feel like he's going to start pumping out some really, really good boxers. He's well, a really good coach. Yeah, dude. I had, so this is another fun, we're just revealing, if you guys are watching this, you're getting all kinds of nuggets. Richie Canalina hit me up recently and wants to get some, wants to come on the podcast actually. So we're, we're going to be, we're going to be making that happen for sure. He knows yeah. a lot of the boxing and MMA community. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to. Well, and, and him, I know, I don't know if Quincy's, Still working with him yeah. there. Quincy's back Quincy, right. Yeah. Quincy's. Dude, Quincy's awesome. Is he coming back? Freaking now? back injuries, man. Those are I don't know. I, I, I haven't talked to him in a while. I mean, I know he was, you know, I don't, I don't want to like drum up lot. guys that are like down, you know? Quincy's or, like, hard, injuries are yeah. hard. It's a yeah. thing. It's like that. Injuries and retirement are two things like I don't I don't fuck with people. The the psychological like, part of the game is like something that I like when you when people master that, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. Like when you you can't be ten fights in and master that. Like it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. There's so many things you're gonna see and you're gonna fight against and like your your mental side, like you're gonna learn so many different aspects of it. You can think you're like 
you've got it and then you're going to get hit back down. It's guys like like Goss over the last couple of years who's who's really mastered. That's been the difference. It ha- he's not more talented than he was 3 years ago, but he's m- mentally in a way better spot and he he's like he's just he's I think, he's I think cruising. Darren, right I think Darren has a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if Goss would say that or not, but I think that like Darren uh sometimes all it takes is having a guy that has an active role in in uh in seeing talent number one and and seeing a guy that's tough because you gotta be tough to fight seeing a guy that's fearless dude darren is like and then hyping him up you know and making sure he's doing the right things because a guy like goss if you call me say tomorrow you're fighting cody garbrandt dude he's fighting him tomorrow yeah yeah you know and it might it maybe it's 50 50 maybe it's 70 20 or 70 30 you know but regardless he's gonna fight him He's in there, yeah. That's not always the best thing for for your career. So like, and that's what he did a lot through his amateur and and early on in his career. Um, he would just take everything, and 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 I think when you're amateur, like that's the way to go. Take your losses, learn what you got to do. Like, I think too many guys are afraid of their win loss record and all this stuff. Like, your amateur career, like, what was John Jones' amateur record? Did he even fight amateur? Does it matter? Not. It doesn't matter. That's the whole point. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so you want to see different looks. You want to like learn a bunch of different things that you don't have to learn for the first time when you're pro. And that's why I think in the state of PA, like there's a lot of advantages to to taking some lumps and like seeing different looks and seeing a fighter like I've never fought a guy like that. Now's the time to do it because then. I won't have to do that when I'm a pro, like for the I, first time. I think I agree to an extent with, uh, but I don't necessarily look at it as taking lumps. I think I like, you're never fighting to lose. You always fight to win. But if it happens, sometimes it's an inevitable. You know, the mm-hmm. margin for error in MMA is so small that you might, like, you know, like Tanner, like, dude, he got knocked out. It happens to a lot of guys. Like, it's flipping hourglass. It's yeah. going to happen to all of us at one point or another. Right. right? So you got to understand that. Like, you got to. This isn't boxing it. where you're like, it's you're different. you're you're set up for this like level of success so you can get to 34 and 0 and then like get a payday. Yeah. It's not it's, like that. Like your paydays can be guys that are five like look at 100%. Yeah. Because it's entertainment but like at the same time like that loss hurts him. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't fighting for loss but now he will fight to win instead of fighting for the crowd. So like that like he's a different fighter now. Mhm. Um so like in a way is it does it hurt his career? No. It doesn't, but if you win a big amateur fight like Hodge, what do they promote him on? Guy that beat Cody Garbrandt. All right. Right? So That's like, true. I think that amateur fighting in, to a degree does matter because um, anything you go out there and do, like if you're not fighting to win, what are you fighting for? Mm-hmm. Or you're not wrestling to win, what are you wrestling for? Because like that guy can hold that over you. Or like, you can use that. Like I've beat a lot of good guys where that's what I used to get in the door. You know, maybe I didn't have the credentials he had, but hey, I beat that guy. You know, mm-hmm. he took third of the world. Uh, oh, fuck. we'll give this guy a chance. And sometimes all he needs is a chance. So, like, I definitely think that every I don't out th- matters. But I don't think that. But it doesn't hurt you. Nobody, sure. like, there's nobody that's not fighting to win. Some guys don't. It's it's just. Honestly, I think some guys do fight for experience. Well, and, and they have different goals. Like, that's a bucket list type of thing. That's not like, I I'm. I'm trying to get to the highest level of MMA as humanly possible. If someone, if someone wants to go out there, have fun, be in front of a crowd and enjoy the experience, that's a whole different outlook. But if you're talking about guys that like 
want to get as far in this game as humanly possible, I think the best course of action when you're an amateur is to fight everybody. Is to experience different looks so that the first time you face a guy that's a southpaw that has a ridiculous hook, it's not the you're not experiencing that for the first time when you're a pro. Like I think there's a lot to be like there's a lot of lessons you can learn and not have it count against that ultimate record when you're a pro. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the pro ma- the pro record is what matters. Um, sure. But I think too that uh, it all depends on how much I think the guy could train. You got a guy like uh, one guy that they wanted me to do a catchweight with at Teixeira's gym, Julio Renza. Mm-hmm. Like at that time, that was that's a good fight for me because I'm I was training con like you know. I'm, I would win that fight. But, you know, you look at some guys, they're not training as much because of certain things in their life. So, like, maybe that isn't a good fight because he's legit. Like, that guy's good. He's definitely legit. He's And he get hurt against a guy like that. So, I think right. that, like, if you're training and you're ready for it, yeah, go take it. Because then you're going to experience it and you're ready for it. But, mm-hmm. like, I think this is a game that, like, people don't understand how bad they can get hurt. And uh, sometimes when you got guys that have bucket list goals, like, I think actually that would be, like, a job as promoters, like, to understand that and, like, what is your goals with this? Because if you put a guy like that in there with me, like I really have no regard for him. And that's like, just because that's what I want out of the sport. And I can, I think it can get scary there because you can really get hurt. And yeah. I mean, not that you want to, or you want it to get ugly, but like, if you have to, you will. Cause that's just what you do at the end of the day. And and ultimately I think that's, you know, it's a part of each person's coaching and like taking a look at fights and, and all of those things. That's, that's all a part of it. I mean, just figuring out like you gotta have a good guy in charge. What what's gonna what's gonna make sense? What's gonna be a fair competitive fight? And sometimes we miss most of the time we don't. Like we have a Jim Mooney has a pretty good record of putting on pretty even fights mm-hmm. and and making sure that like are there are there some that sometimes we're in a spot where we have a, a guy that his apart uh, you know opponent ducks out and we literally are three weeks out and we got to if if a guy says yes and it can get approved by the like sometimes that's the case and like we got to do what we got to do yeah um to not lose his bout and not lose I think anytime you throw two guys in a pen though I mean guess to piggyback your point like because I agree I think you never know what the fuck's gonna happen oh like, absolutely you know? well. You get around this long enough. I, I think I think if you if you let us pick the fights, we would be pretty we would above five hundred for sure. Uh, definitely above yeah, I think yeah. like I never saw that nuttle thing coming. No, yeah. I mean but that was Tanner's own fucking stupidity. Well, and that's exactly like anytime you decide, okay, let's firefight, like that that's people hit hard. Like no one hits soft at, at like when you're swinging, like grown men hit hard. Period. If you're training or not, and so if the build that guy could hit hard, I could. Yeah, dude. If, he's, if he's you really get good. if you get clocked by a grown man, like it's going to knock you out. Like why give him the chance? Yeah, and that's, oh, yeah, and that's exactly it. But like, you know, that's sometimes you got to learn those lessons. That's why it's yeah. it's good to happen. It's good for that lesson to happen at amateur. I think, be- I think that's the best thing probably to ever happen to him as a fighter. Best and worst, because I'm like, those things are hard when it happens. But, you know, I think you got to look at the reality and be like, hey, life's, life is hard. Yep. You know, like, life is hard, let alone fighting. But fighting is like ruthless. 
So like if you're willing to play the game, you gotta understand like what the consequences of a game are. Mm-hmm. Even if you're the better man, which I mean, let's be honest, he's the better guy, but on that night, you know, he made one mistake and it's just like you gotta give the guy credit. But if it happened again a hundred times, I'd never Yeah. You know, I, like Tanner asked me, what do you think this guy's gonna do first thing? See I, hit, hit a switch kick. Do I don't know. Thing? Like Muay Thai shorts. Like I don't I don't know that I've seen enough of not all personally to say what his yeah. skill level is. I like, wish I wish I have. I think yeah. he can bang. I think he's taking some tough fights. I mean he he fought uh the kid that wrestled at Ohio State. Yeah. He lost a unanimous decision. Right. And he went and he beat a guy right after he fought Tanner. I think the guy's a good fighter. He seems super legit to me. Yeah. I wish we could honestly work with that team more often and get them in here more. Their I would love to have good. them. Their yeah. coach was real good. Really good. Don Caker, yeah. legit. Yeah. He trained Sharka, right? Yeah, used to. Yeah, for sure. He's Sharka's trained, legit, like, dude. honestly. He's had his hands on kind of everybody in the Pittsburgh scene. tell by the way scene. he looked. He looked at me before the fight, and he, like, I was like, oh, fuck, this guy. Might be. <laughs> he, like, he means business. So, yeah, I yeah. Tell he so he's an MMA OG. Like, mm-hmm. MMA OG. Like, yeah. he was fighting back when, like, MMA started. He had the shoes on. He's like Eric Grove. Like, Eric Grove. Oh, okay. I thought you would know that from, like, Cassidy and those guys. Never mind. Never mind. Hot ass guys. Yeah. But. Well, you you mentioned you mentioned Darren, dude. If there's ever a guy like, okay, so I'm just gonna say <laughs> this. <funny>. If <laughs> I'm ever like, if there was ever an like a a thing where I was like, I I need just like someone like street fight back me up. Oh, like Darren. I'm road, road literally. Rates. I'm literally around MMA fighters all the time. I'd be like, I got to call Darren. (laughs) Like that dude is a real, like he's a, he's a street fighter. Like he's the real deal. I don't have time for bullshit. Yeah. He's, he's like how my dad is. He doesn't have time for bullshit. That dude will, will (laughs) literally like do anything he can to help that person out over there. And then this person starts running his mouth and he's going to like, just like, It, that dude's done. There's a, I feel like, surprisingly, there's a lot of guys out our way that are like that. I think and, so. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, not many, but the ones that are, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So you're 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 with Cross now a lot, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, he comes up to the shop a good bit, and I mean, I've done Darren for a while. He's came up to the shop before and, and trained. Like I was working with Goss before my amateur debut. Nice. Um. I just, I mean, I, I watched him fight before in regional MMA, and uh, I think I watched him fight Ethan Hayes. Mm-hmm. He's a hard guy to fight. He's tall. For um, sure. But I just kind of, I watched him in the Bell, in Bellator when he fought up in State College. And mm-hmm. anytime I think you can get that's him the first veteran, time I really met Ethan. Well, he's good. Was at Bellator. Nice. And uh, yeah, so it's not a far drive to Altoona, and I think you're always looking for guys that like train the way that Danilo wants you to train, like. You're not always going to be there. He's not always going to be able to watch you. But, like, can you take what he's telling you and, like, identify, is this safe training? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you'll go in, like, you know, those big gyms, he always says, like, you'll go in and they'll just, when you're tired. They'll beat I mean, the crap out of you. Yeah, they yeah. Can, they can kick your ass when you're tired. Anybody can. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I could not kick your ass if I was if tired, tired or not tired. If tired, you could. I get really <laughs> tired. In training, maybe if like get real tired, you, you your arms were so heavy that you could no longer like, and that's what you got to chase. Yeah, so you got to have partners that are able to control when you get like that. Because like, I get like that every practice, where I'm like, fuck, dude, 
I'm done right I'm now. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. But then, you know, like you got a guy like Hooter Burrs or Jay and they're in your face. And like, I think that like the scariest of them all would be uh, Hoot because he doesn't have that level of control yet. Like Jay's like super controlled. Okay. Like he knows that's when he fun. can put you down and when he can't. Well, that's what I was going to ask about Jay. Like how, kind of a random question, but how good is that guy? And I mean that in a very literal sense because I feel like we don't really understand exactly how good he is yet. He did a lot of this. Uh, I did a lot of things. I want to say I did a lot of things similar to him because he fought before me, but like he fought his pro debut in Rio. Mm-hmm. Um, he couldn't get fights here. Had a couple of times he was yep. supposed to fight. I think he was supposed to fight Flannery. Was that a thing? That was, uh, yeah. Oh, that was. I heard he got sick, sick a few times. But like that was. I have no was idea. That, yeah. Was that three? I, was that the COVID card? Um, I think that was the co- maybe it was COVID. I don't know. Or was, no. I wasn't there at the time. One eighty-five Flannery. Flannery then. I got yeah, yeah, right. And Clarion boy as well. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's crazy. He's fought a lot up there. Yeah, I'm sure. Wait, so you are you in Flannery? <laughs> are you in Flannery like boys? Yeah. Okay. I used to drive down to the map factory with him. So, but there's like, nice. there's like, <laughs> there's like beef with Flannery and Danilo. No, I mean, like, no, okay, no, I, don't let's like, be... I don't think Danilo has beef with anybody, but like, he'll fight anybody. No, but <laughs> I'm not saying that. But wasn't there like, uh, like, hasn't there been some type of history? I think he just settled him down one time. Okay. But I don't think there's any like I don't think there's any like horrible beef like I don't think Miller okay. loses sleep over it. No, like, I if, I just I just I hear stories right, and I'm just I think I'm they just got into asking one time about and, like uh, one time. It was I like think it was knock-out. multiple times. Like I can remember like knock-out. I'm like watching because I did, I saw it from the opposite map. Me and Tanner were like, what the fuck's going over there? Going on over there? Roman was going against okay. one of our guys, and then he said something to Danilo and like. Oh, yeah, yeah he rushed him. and Bianca is like, Dale, you can't do this. You can't do this. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Yeah, you but, can't do this. Yeah. And then Roman grappled, yeah, can't, can't grappled Burrs fight to win, and they got heated too, dude. That yeah, match yeah. was Burrs and Roman Flannery. I'm sure at fight to win. Did you? And then, yeah, and then he's awkward, huh? Roman, who probably good guy I don't know him with. well to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't know him well I, at all. I, I, oh, he's crazy built, weird. super lanky. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he's very tall and yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah, and he's really he's, I, I don't know. Is he is he heading to MMA? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I've so I sat with him um, at a stout fights at that Ace Hotel before mm-hmm. it changed names or whatever, and I sat with him like the whole the whole show and got nice. to know him a little bit like years ago. Um, but I thought he would be fighting MMA by now. I don't know. But Seems anyway, like got the build for sure. They're, there was. I think, I think they're fighters. I think Julian's a fighter. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. 100%. He, he no harder, doubt about huh? that. <laughs> I don't know why. Understatement I like of the Sheldon. Century. Um, I don't know why the fuck he tried to kick. Well, that's what everybody, I mean, that that was kind of the worst game plan possible, I you think. It was well, it wasn't the game plan. That's right, the problem. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, Sheldon, Sheldon, like, I love Sheldon. I sat with him at. at, at Ethan's wedding, like I love Sheldon, but like Sheldon's known to like not go with the game plan. So that wasn't same thing with Monte. Monte's yeah, yeah. known it's to not like the plan. Don't do that, Monte. Like, and then he just goes in there and does it. But it anyway, yeah, last fight, I think I think he froze a little bit. Yeah, and Dan's a pressure fighter, dude. Dan's I've never really worked with him. I smooth. want to. I He's so smooth, fight. dude. I want to train with him. Um, I want to come out to the shop, but. 
He's, he is hard. I like Dan a lot. He yeah. throws punches in a weird way. Um, Very. But I think he could brush up on his wrestling. Definitely. That would help. Yeah, that would be a good match because that is the one thing that clearly he's lacking. Yeah. yeah. So that'd be a good partner. And where's he Where's he train out of? High ground. High ground. Yeah. I think under Jarrett. So that's Greensburg. Fry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Fry's legit, dude. He's that guy's got, awesome. He's got a good leg attack. I'm He's sure. like real good guard puller. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So wait, hold on. Let's talk about you had a a, a grappling match or jujitsu match at Stout. At Stout. Oh, geez. And that was like a bunch of drama. Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, that was against I didn't blow the, it out the, 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 the 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 photographer. What's his name? No, no it wasn't against Paul Luke. Uh, no, no, no. The Meng. other Vince Meng. Vince yeah. Meng. Doesn't yeah, he Vince. do photography? Does he? I think he does. He, oh, I didn't even like, know that. He looks like a photographer. So uh, he's Vince can dude, do man. anything, apparently. Like everybody at he South says man. anything Vince tries to do, he's like the he's man. He's a good grappler. I think he's a brown belt. I mean, yeah, dude, he's super legit. At I think he does photography. I didn't. But that. anyway, it was a it was a fuck job. But it's what I mean, it's the rule set. I didn't like I think that when you go in, like you got to finish. If you don't finish, you leave it open. To, to anybody, sure. sure, but I mean, anybody watching that is like, dude, what is John watching? And I swore, like, the then they had this, this sudden victory after. I mean, if we were doing an like, actual regulation match, it would have been like 70 to zero. And I was passing his guard, transitioning, had a couple uh submission attempts, couldn't finish my doors. I mean, now I would. It, I mean, I brushed up on it big time since then, but I mean, I dominated the guy, and then we did a sudden victory overtime that. Uh, Stout had like I think Warren he had the rules meeting before and he had like this uh, it's a very unique rule set um, doesn't really make much sense so I mean I guess it leaves like question mm-hmm. so there was like was they it like justified in a way was it like EBI sudden death like fastest escape time kind of thing yeah kind of but it was it was like first point scores oh okay and I go, I took us back and uh I was on his back for a long time. So was it? What, what, did you start in neutral? I can't. We started, <laughs> he started on my back, and then I started on his back. Okay, so you we you alternated. Okay. And then we started, I think, on our on our feet, and it was like first point, like guard pass, or like whatever back take. So if I pass his guard, I get two points over. It's sudden victory, and I passed his guard. I took his back. And then I also hit like um like a single leg X or I was like a single leg X to like an X guard and I swept him. But then he came up out of it and I sat to my butt. And they said that I lost because I stayed on my butt. And I was I, I didn't really make much sense. Like Danilo got pretty heated after and like it was a pretty shitty situation because like um Danilo's a super professional guy, but like he, I mean, we're, we're guys. We get, we, get, yeah. we, we, we get, about his guys. But he's not going to let somebody, like, act the way that, like, that Stout did. I mean, he was kind of, like, acting like a kid would on a playground. Like, eh. like I mean, he was, like, laughing at him and uh, kind of taunting him. And, like, that's, like, probably the wrong guy to do it to. And he won't say it, but I think, like, it pissed me off maybe more than it pissed Danilo off. Uh, but I was like, dude, I will never do another grappling event in Pittsburgh. So... Are you I'll, sure I'll, about I'll that? I'll do it for you guys. But like, I was like, after that, I was like, I'll never do that again because, um, 
they kind of like exposed us in a way that like it wasn't yeah you know, I don't know it wasn't really cool. Um, best man wins, you know. If 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 they're better, they're better. Mm-hmm. Best man wins. So do you feel like? I feel like there's been some like competition between you guys and Stout. Is it is that a healthy competition? Is that like a rivalry? Like how would you? Because I I feel like it's definitely a real thing. I don't think that it's not uh, it doesn't not exist like there were there was talk last show of ours um like who brought it up Le- James Lado was it I'm someone, not sure what you're going to say Someone brought up like I'll tell you about it later like I don't oh, think we ever oh, got about yeah, it yeah. but it was like one of those things where like there's beef I don't know if it's like just a rivalry like that. That's fine. That's like rivalries are great. Like, is it a, a like, what is it? I think, uh, we're competing against everybody in a way. So, I mean, I don't, there's no hard feelings. It's not personal. It's just mm-hmm. it's a competition. That's why, that's why you do this. You know, you're competing. And at the end of the day, you just shake hands when it's over with. And as long as everybody's acting like a respectful human being, you can, you know, shake hands and, and have a relationship after. But like, if you're going to act like a dickhead, like, you know what I mean? You're going to do things like that. That's like, it kind of makes you, it shows your character in a way, but like, it's, it's whatever. I mean, it was their show. It was the way they did things. Like they can justify it, whatever. Like we're on to the next thing, but I don't think there's any beef, but I mean, if we're competing against one of their guys, like we're going to finish them, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's the mindset you have to have. I don't know if they necessarily have it. I think that they like think that we're competing with them, but we're just competing with ourselves, you know? But if we have to fight one of them, we're coming for the finish. I mean, it's yeah. this is all inevitable. Like we said about the awards, it was Stout was thirteen and zero, and India was nine and zero. I think before seven, seven was it seven? I think it was seven before Tanner fought Logan Pryor from Stout. So it's like you get two alphas in a room that are both competing for the same thing. You guys are gonna bump heads here and there. Like that's inevitable in a scene as small as Pittsburgh. So to your point, like I yeah, I think it's healthy. I think it's good competition. Every match we made, I mean, James Lido versus Ken Burrs, one of the best fights that's ever happened in our cage for so many reasons. Like, you guys are both trained to an elite level, and when it clashes, dude, it's pretty special. Like, was, Tanner versus was Logan kinda, was good, too. I was kind of surprised. Yeah, Logan's a yeah. good guy. <laughs> Logan was... A, um, he's yeah, got a lot of more awesome. experience. You know? Anytime you got a guy that's got combat experience, it's going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, you can't just go in there and walk, run through him. I think Tanner would have if he would have just, like... He wanted to prove his hands got better. Yeah, he you, was telling me that before the fight, too. When you run it yeah. back, I can, I'm like, okay, like, he wasn't getting hit. It looked like he was getting hit from my angle. And mm-hmm. I, like, yelled at him in the third round. I'm like, listen, motherfucker, like, you're going to lose this fucking fight. If you keep doing this shit, like, I was, like, screaming at him. Like, Danilo, like, looked at me, like, <laughs> because he's like, dude, he's not listening. Because like, from our angle, it looked like he was getting beat. But then right. when I watch it, like, I think he beat him on his feet. He was hit, he was throwing a jab and then keeping it out as a post and then interesting. I honestly haven't rewatched that fight since I saw it live. I I, I think I'm that they need to have guys to... in a booth for MMA because I was, can see was, where it happens with UFC judges. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Was that um that was in December, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It was a good fight, but I think that he could have just well, he did the third round. He could have done that whole fight. Right. But I think if you can do that whole fight, do it the first round, get him pissed tired, and then finish him in the second. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but. He's he likes to flirt with danger too yeah. much. Well, I got to change change speeds. I got some questions from the gallery for you. 
Taylor K. Uh oh, uh oh, Taylor K. Here, you are now on the hot seat. I like that T-shirt, by the way. Thanks, dude. Yeah, that is a pretty sick one. I thought you were saying mine. I worked with him before. He's like, jab, jab. That's all he yells. That's awesome. Well, what a legend to work with, no doubt. We need we need you to be in the mic. Okay. I'm gonna need guess guess who told me these questions will be your challenge also in addition to answering them. Who told you these questions? Yeah, like somebody told me to ask you these things. Okay. Why does Taylor set a time for practice and then show up an hour later? <laughs> before before the questions time. even finished. Okay, correct. They're all hoot. <laughs> Why does Taylor never tell you what he actually weighs? He always says, oh, I'm real light right now, man. But I, we need a reason I, I why. Don't, I don't like, um, because I can feel what my weight is. So I naturally walk at 180 to 187 when, when I'm working out, you know, consistently. Yeah. Like twice a day or, or once and then twice and then once and then twice, right? So, like, I'm healthy about 187 and, like, not... Not like super cut, but not chubby. Mm -hmm. Like a good healthy weight. And uh, I just don't like checking it, dude. I cut a lot of weight in college and it fucks with my head. Yeah, yeah. It affects my workouts. I, I started, stopped checking my weight because like when you go to lose 17 pounds and then you got to wrestle the next day and then you got to get on a bus and drive, you know, 17 hours to App State and then you got to cut 13 pounds again on a like, mm. and you're on a bus most of the time and then you get off that and you go to Lawrenceville, New Jersey for a rider match and you're you keep jumping up and down. It messes with your head and you start beating the scale instead of getting better at the sport. Mm. So I like to just focus on getting better and then I cut the weight. That was a unexpectedly very fair answer. It messes I with your say. mental health, man. Yeah. It does. It's not good for you. Why? How late is too late? That's the question I see. Uh, nah. <laughs> sometimes I do mess up. We're, 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 like, dude, we're gonna just like that's what we're gonna harass you about. Yeah, just yeah, say yeah. that. Absolutely. Like for forever. I that's used your to thing. Always now. be like real on. Time. Yeah, you're a military guy, dude. That and that's then, like, the thing. Just like I don't know, dude. Something hit me where it's like I feel like I got a lot more shit going on now. So it's like it's hard. It's called adulthood, bro. Yeah, it's like he's you know, 26 I got a now. Lot of calls. I got a lot of text messages. I got a lot. Of all grows up. Yeah. Like I got a lot of emails to answer. Like before I know it, I'm late. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like I didn't mean to. But... <laughs> it's just the way it's it is. Good. I like this. I like this question. Why does he randomly text fighting scenarios at 2 a.m.? <laughs> makes you crazy. I'm fast. So I'm I want an example of this. Is it like you're watching UFC clips, or or you're just like thinking of like what would happen if I fought a grizzly bear right now? Like what kind of two AM texts are you sending? If I'm fighting a grizzly bear, like you're like, it's like I might. Not, that's probably on the fly. I'm gonna fight him on the fly probably. It's like because that's the only thing you got. You got adrenaline. You're gonna hope it's gonna kick in. I think of like, you know how how are we gonna beat this guy? Or how am I gonna beat this guy? What what is he not gonna expect me to do? Mm -hmm. And how am I going to get to it? And they, I like to, so in the military, they, they talk about like backwards planning and that's how you get the best timeline and, and the best like structure. I backwards plan an MMA from the worst possible case scenario. So I think of the worst possible thing that could happen. And then I put myself in each scenario and I just go through stages. How, if this happens, how am I going to handle it? How many times do you think you visualize a fight? More than I train. I mean, constantly. I mean, 20? I mean, when I'm talking to my girlfriend, when I'm, you know, my, my dad's talking to me and I'm like daydreaming. It's like, I'm but like, full yeah, fight, yeah. full fight. Like, you're getting ready for a fight. You have an opponent. 
How many times are you visualizing that guy? Like full fight. How long do I have to build up? Right <laughs> Two now? months. Thousands. I wow. Think thousands. I think that like that's more important is when you see this guy, how's your heart rate gonna go? It's gonna go up a little bit. How do you can keep it composed? How do you show him you're not afraid of him at all? Because like even if you're not afraid, your heart rate's gonna spike. Are you well. talking pre-fight or in the gauge? I'm talking everything. Yeah. Uh, I think that the pre-fight might be more important. In the, in the well, cage. that's a part of that mental game. Like yeah. that's a part of that. And I think that you can look into the guy's eyes at the at the face off, and I think you can see what he's going to give you. Mm. And like, I think it's fun when you get a guy that's like ready for you. Nice. They don't have much room for error. It's like the you get that heightened, you know, uh, adrenaline. But you can like that last fight. I knew in Brazil that that guy like he was tough, but like he wasn't fighting to get out of Brazil, if that makes sense. You know, he was just fighting to get by. Mm -hmm. Fighting to fight. I knew he quit. I have, this is my favorite question of hoots. Hoot. Why does Taylor, really a hoot. Why does Taylor show up to practice with three different kinds of drinks? He'll show up with a Gatorade, a bang and a chocolate milk. The dude is weird. (laughs) Well, I gotta, I gotta get a free fight. I gotta get a, (laughs) During, you know, an intro workout, and then I got to get a post workout. The chocolate milk is the post, I hope. Yeah. Okay. But, dude, if I get too thirsty, I'll drink it during. Dude, that, you never puke? You Like, chocolate milk Pastanilla. during a hard workout sounds Pastanilla. like the worst thing ever. I puke. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. That's because you're drinking chocolate milk during, <laughs> <Yeah>. your, <laughs> during your workout. No, I don't. He just pushes me that hard. Fun fact. I always go as hard as I can, so, like, He's like, you're out of shape. I'm like, dude, I'm just like trying to go as hard as I can every go. So like, mm-hmm. I never get in better shape because I'm always going harder. I feel like, yeah, Does that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Because if I do a light day, it's like chill. Like, yeah, what's the sense of that though? But it's hard what's to go light. A, what's a light day? Gavin. What's a light day when when you're you know, owner of the shop, you go to Indio Dojo, like you're hanging out at Gorilla House sometimes. Like, what's a light day? Um, training once and then coaching. Is like like coaching. Just nobody's grabbing hold of you to hurt you. But you do one. You're not coaching the right kids, then. No, I'm just kidding. Our guys are getting. We have we have like one kid that's like really getting beaten up a lot of like a lot of like grown men. Who's that? Shout out him. Rowan Holmes. Nice. Uh, I actually like I I surprised Tony one time with him. He took fourth at states this year, but Tony came out to a camp and like Tony Welsh. Yeah, you could tell like he was like he didn't he didn't expect them to be like Mm -hmm. get stopped. Yeah. And like Rome hit him right away in a double leg and Tony like looks at me. <laughs> Did that really just happen? He's like this kid's good, huh? Like, Wait, how good how good is hard. Tony's brother? Uh, Rocco's tough. Man. Yeah. I think that he's really gonna skyrocket in college. I think he's got a good scout for, for the big ten and where's he where's he going? Fan of Ohio State. Yeah. I I'd like to see him at like who knows? Yeah, Penn State. I'm not a big Penn State fan either, but like, oh, I love my no. But Ryan loves. I, I love my Lions. I think if you're looking at it from the number one guy in the country's perspective, like you have to go to Penn State, and like, well, even and, if they get another guy, who cares? Yeah. Who well, cares? here's the thing, like, I think that people look at it from the outside and they think like, oh, people that are the best go to Penn State, but here, what actually happens is, and when you look at like where they're ranked as a recruiting compared to where they end up when they're done at Penn state, like they're, they, they get so much better under their coaching. They get so much better there. It's just that uh, if you go to a division one program and you see the way they train, if you can make it out of it, you're going to like, you're strong. Mm -hmm. Like 
I think Gavin was in a scenario where he broke his neck and, you know, he kicked through the, the car windshield and climbed out of it with a broken hangman. Like, because mm-hmm. his neck is so fucking strong from wrestling. Right. There's no other excuse. Like, but that happens from being, like, overtrained to a point where, like, you're training too hard. It's going to catch up to you. Mm-hmm. Those Penn State guys, they get good athletes. They prime them and they keep them healthy. And they just focus on not wrestling that many matches because you wrestled your whole life. But wrestling, a, you know, maybe 10 10 matches focusing on the big tens at national tournament and then going out and, you know, making it count at the big stage. And these other programs are like, you got to work harder. You know, you're not at a big school. You need to work harder. And you end up like doing insane fucking workouts. And you find out like throughout the journey that it's not about who's the best, but who's like left, Mm -hmm. who's healthy. Like Tanner was a phenomenal wrestler, but he was always injured in college because his coach is like, you know, yo, you got a torn ACL. I don't give a shit. Push through it. Like, and then his other ankle's broken. Now he's got a torn ACL and a broken ankle. And I'm watching my brother wrestle. It's like, you know? That's brutal. It's hard, yeah. man. But having, like, you talk to a lot of guys that wrestle at Division One level, like, it's changing now. Like, mm-hmm. we're the last of a dying breed, but, like, you talk to, like, a lot of older guys that were wrestling Division One, like, they'll tell you it's not, it's not a nice thing. It's not nice. It's hard. It's so hard. Well, and- look, look at the guys from that era. There's so many that you could point to, but... Kevin Randleman, Mark Coleman, Dan Henderson, Dan Henderson, or Kurt Angle. <laughs> like, look at the guys from that earlier generation that did it their whole. Like, it will break your body down. And a lot of them had other situations as well. But a lot of for times sure, too, that like, plays the into it. Was like, they bring in guys that they want, mm-hmm. and the other guys, like, even if you're beating them, they wanted that guy. Like, I was in that scenario, where like they brought in a guy that was ranked really high in the country, ranked above Trent Hidley in high school, and I always beat him. And he was a great wrestler, but like I always beat him. He never beat me. And it always kind of like messed with me, mm. you know. And like I, great, like good staff, and like we we got really good at Clarion, like really fast. I think the coach was the the right guy for the job at the time, and I think he built like a really good program. But it, it didn't seem fair to me at the time. But I saw it happen with my brother, and yeah, when he wrestled Mason Paris, and he got thrown to his back, and he looks at me, and he goes, "Hey, I tore my ACL." And I'm like, we're in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and he looks at me after he gets, you know, two and two on Mason Paris, and I'm like, you got to pull the match, right? Because that's all those guys do. They Once they get up, if they know something's wrong, they pull the match. Right. Because then it's just like MMA. It doesn't affect your promotability or your ranking status. Mm-hmm. And like, they argue, like, how would he know that his knee is torn? I said, dude, like, he'll wrestle through anything. He's tough, super tough. Like, trust me, he's tougher than you, but if he's telling you it's torn, it's torn. Mm-hmm. And they just made him wrestle on a total year until it locked out the week before conferences. But like, that's the shit you get into in college wrestling, and that's why Penn State's winning. They keep them healthy. Yeah, the best guys got to go to Penn State. I I just think that you know, and he's smart. As ridiculously <laughs> good as Kale Sanderson was as a wrestler, maybe one of the best ever, the best. unquestionably. I think he's even better as a coach, and that's the scary part because I think. I I don't know. He's just so yeah, he's the best coach he's special, ever. dude. What he's doing right now, I think that uh, the Nittany Line Wrestling Club mm-hmm. is now his focus. Mm-hmm. So he took over college wrestling. I mean, I think like the beat, um, the Brands Brothers, very challenging because the money that they have at Iowa, mm-hmm. not necessarily their style only works for them. You look at their their whole lineup; they're all injured. Mm-hmm. They're all injured, and the guys that aren't injured are like the Santo, like. They're always second or third, but they're never first. 
they don't have that dynamic ability like Roman does. Roman probably, you know. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but these other programs are kind of easy to beat. So I think that he's focusing now on building Mini Line Wrestling Club into the best regional training center in the world. I think that's going to be like the new Olympic training center. Yeah, yeah it's I, crazy. I think he's doing what all winners in all walks of life do, where he's focusing on himself instead of what everybody else is doing. He stopped thinking of how do I beat Iowa, and now he's thinking how do, how are we better than we were last year. He's competing against himself now. And I think he's set aside an ego, right? He right. he won four titles. He was undefeated. Like he's one of the greatest. He is the greatest wrestler ever, in my opinion. How much you hear, Kel Sanders? Yeah, you don't. Not he's, a lot. So he's focused on the organization. Mm-hmm. He's not worried about himself. His his book's closed. Mm-hmm. It's never opening again. We got a guy like John Smith. Like his program's not succeeding right now. Mm-hmm. John Smith, I think, still wants to be the center of attention. Sure. Right. And I think Kelsey Anderson's taking that back seat. And like, people know Casey Cunningham is a Penn State coach. Or like, you know, Jake Warner's their Magic Man. Like, they have tons of good guys. Like, he gives the credit to the guys that are now. It's their turn. It's a good leader. It's a leader. Yep. That's what it is. And I mean, there's poor leadership in wrestling. There's poor leadership in wrestling. And that's why sure. it's kind of easy to build it. Because ego is a motherfucker. No doubt. How to win friends and influence people. That's is that why you looked at yeah, me? Yeah. yeah. It's the lesson that? right there. Dude, Dude Ryan one of the best books. Yeah. One of the best books you'll ever read. Yeah. How to win friends and influence people. Read it. Oh, yeah. so good. I like it's that good. stuff. I think it's just being a good person. I think. Sure. Yeah. That, that's kind of what that book boils down to, to be honest. Knowing but, who you are and knowing yeah. what you're not. And For when sure. your time's over and when it's just beginning. Absolutely. It's like one of the best like business slash sales. Like It's just a, a, like, a cornerstone business book. For sure. Everyone in business should read that book. All right, okay. That's, that's, really that's what we're going to leave you with. That's your homework, Taylor. This is closing class. We got to. We've been going like over two like hours it. at this point. Closing. Yeah. Oh, dude, was sing? no, no singing, Ryan. But let's Cut get this icy light sponsorship for real. I want an icy light sponsorship. Let's do that. Give me, give me, get yeah, them on my shorts. Honestly, yeah, get them on your mic. I mean, if I ever drank, like this is probably, <laughs> this is probably the first time I've drank icy light in twenty-five years. Fair. Hey, it's a good time to do it in good company. Yeah. Big fight coming up. Wait, uh, you know what? What inspired me for that? Uh, I think Mike Wilkins, right? Iron City, right? Yeah. Well, I see. I, I, I wear. I support my icy light, Mike Wilkins. Love, Is he drinking icy light though? I got, we got to ask. Him I, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Think, Wilkins yeah. was Iron City, Mike Wilkins, and then AJ, his his brother, was Iron Icy Light. Icy excuse light, me. Yeah. Best nicknames ever, dude. Iron City yeah. and Icy Light for two brothers that are both savages. That's. What's the nickname? That, I watched that guy a lot when uh when he was when he was coming up. I was one guy I like to compete against, whether yeah. it's grappling or fighting. I just I Mike? Yeah, I respect him. I Sprawling the bird, Taylor Cahill versus would, Mike Wilkins. I, I, I message him. I I put it on Instagram before. Like I would do it. I would yeah, love yeah. To. I know he's a big think, wrestling fan. I think I Ma- he's a big wrestling fan. Mike is uh he has something going on. He's, 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 he's having a child. He's a oh child. overrated. Kind of, and that's what he told me too, because I was like, hey, it's man, important. Like, uh you know, I'd like I, you know, I've followed you, you know, your whole career, and like I respect you a lot. But like I'd love to compete against you, and if I do compete against you, I'm coming to finish you. Mm-hmm. Um, like if and don't you be can't scared. Do it, like if you can't, like he's not scared. He's fought how many 15 professional fights, you know? Whether or not like I would win or not, he's never gonna be scared because he's a you know fearless guy. You fight that many pro fights, you're not afraid of anything. But uh, I think that was uh one thing I always I would like to compete against him one time. Uh, 
That's who, who, who are other people? On, dude. You can't blame him for that. He's got a family, dude. What are other what are other people who are like, oh, I'd like to compete against him? Do you think that there are? No, no, who, like who, I'm asking who you. on your mind would you love to compete against? Um big big time or like around here? Anything. I think like just if, the guys I, really, I I looked up to, you know what I mean? Like I um Mazzotto was always a different weight, and I like training with him. He was tough. He was a lot better than people thought he was. Yeah. Um I think people thought he was pretty he's, good. Too. I'd he's, like I think he's back in the gym. Worthy I'd like Comet, to compete against him or something. Nice. Because nice. I can remember him being in the gym in the, in the map factory being nine and six before he went on the on the uh, knockout streak and like just seeing him kind of like move and just watching him like the way he interacted with people and like seeing the way that people interacted with him like oh he's he's not that big but he's a good guy for you to work with because it's never gonna happen for him like I've heard that and oh, then wow. I would observe and then he bought the gym he bought Cherico's gym mm-hmm. goes on this big win streak wins the two four seven belt gets a call from the UFC four days notice to, cuts all that weight like. Goes out and knocks out Devontae Smith in the first round, who's a former training partner, who was also in the Matt Factory before. Like, do I think he's like the most skilled fighter? No, but like he's game and he's, you got to respect him. I mean, because that's a cool story. He never gave up, you know? So, like, those are the guys that I like to compete against. Nice. Um, and not because like it's it's a personal thing. So, would it's you, it's out of respect, you know? Would you want to grapple against him? I'd grapple him. He, he, yeah, he has he's no interest in grappling. He's yeah. yeah, he's going to try to knee me in the face. <laughs> you know, like, uh, but I just think that like, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And like, uh-huh. I would say that he's the best. Yeah, in dude. The, in the video. Well, it's a, it's it, fighting actively. For sure. It's a good mentality to have. He's and, boxing. He yeah. is boxing. That's where you'd have to meet him. Box him. You'd box him? I would promote that. Let's go. I'd box some tough guys. I fought uh, Eric Lomax. Look him up. Fuck. I got, I got to now. First Golden Glove fight. Um, they they kind of rigged. I won split decision. They said, uh, after I had my medal, they awarded me, gave me my book, a USA boxing book. Told me I beat them by split decision. Their coach walked up to the scores table, reversed the call. I was in the locker room. I just got out of the shower, had my jeans on. Hey Taylor, um, you didn't win. What? Wait, where back. was this at? That sucks. Wolfpack Boxing Club. I was uh twenty. Yep, I twenty or nineteen. It was maybe. No, it was right. It was nineteen. It was right before I turned twenty, and I was supposed to wrestle the conference tournament, and they threw me over. So I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna go box." And uh, well, he showed up late, overweight, with kids, in a white beard. I was like, "Dude, this guy looks like what did I get myself into?" Like, <laughs> I didn't. I never sparred a guy that looked like that. Like I didn't expect that guy to show up. Right. And uh, I didn't think it was as serious as it was when we first started. I thought it was gonna be like a nice little exhibition. <laughs> and he came out and just like grilled me in the head with with a right hand. I was like, okay. seeing stars. Okay. We're going. We're, We're going. This is what's happening here. And one, my, one of my brother's friends, he gave me this advice before the fight. You get rocked. Bite down. And this one like phrase we always use is like, don't be a pussy. <laughs> Bite down, don't be a pussy, and start swinging. And that's what I did. And I hit him back as hard as I could. And then from there, it was like a mutual respect. Um but I don't know if anybody really won that fight. But they gave me a split decision, but they re- reversed it. He went on to win two Golden Gloves titles, knocked everybody out, and now he's like 7-0 and in pro. It's wild. Tough. Good boxer. Took right. a fight on, well, on 18 hours notice, too, before. Let's make that happen. Against Aston Owens. I mean, I would I would, I would, would venture into the boxing <laughs> realm. For Kama versus Taylor? I mean, I, I say that, but I probably wouldn't. Yeah, dude. Maybe versus tough brother's tough, yeah. I think Combs more of an elbow or knee, or he'd be a harder guy to fight in MMA than boxing. Yeah, 
Yeah, hit him with a jab. He loves boxing, and his, like, Kama's definitely about that life. You can tell that he likes boxing and is enjoying that. He likes getting hit, I feel like. <laughs> Probably got a hard head. That's wild. Was, uh, before we were done, I'll just close out with, I brought this in. Um, oh. My last white t-shirt. I just want to thank my sponsors. Nice. Um, So, on the front, we just got the shop, Center Rocks, uh, Tank Cigar, so Electric, Guy Train Without It, uh, Vanillas. The white belt he's trying to get that blue belt so nice shout out Go chris get that. yeah get that blue belt um then we got indio of course bigly tree my buddy matt he's a great guy came into the gym and uh i didn't realize he had as big of a company as he did and one of my my buddies goes dude you know bigly and i was like yeah, yeah why yeah <laughs> like we, we roll all the time he's like dude he's like the, the biggest business in in uh like the eastern side of the mississippi or something crazy like that and i was like Oh, All right, Matt. What the fuck, man? That's beautiful. Gavin's uh, Gavin's uncle's black diamond equipment rental. Yeah, uh, dude, nice. And then on the back, I just got uh, got a few more. Mike McCormick from PRM, Big Brother's cool, um, buddy. He's the best. He got the best cuts in the game. Nice. Uh, Nine two Iron Mountain, um, Damon. Thank you for everything you do. Um, we got Apex Screen Printing, Trot and Trails, White Horse Brewing. I work there Thursdays. I'll be there tomorrow. Wait, Thursday. Horse. Come down. It's in Washington. Dude, that IPA they made Wait, for in the Washington? casino is good. That's right. They have yeah. the house beer. Right at the casino, the house beer. Nice. Yeah. I'll be there tomorrow. My PA, I think it was called. Yeah. And then Jim with uh, Independent Financial. Right on, dude. A lot of guys I train with. So I thought you there. were going to give us a shirt. <laughs> you're just like, showing, no, no, this you're is just just showing your sponsors. <laughs> you wear large? I, I, Neither I, one of us wears a large. Trust me. Does it look like we wear a large, Taylor? I should have brought one. I, I could wear a large on my arm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, dude. That... What size? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I was there. just Come kidding. On. I, I, got a sh- I got a shop. I got a shop shirt. Yeah, right. I wear. I represent. Shop dog. I stole BJ Mauer Ford out there, too. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, Luke needs to give me a shirt for BJ Mauer Ford. As much as I've spent there now. I need to get a sponsorship for BJ Mauer Ford. Let's do it. Yeah, BJ, buddy. Luke, I make tried. it happen. Let's go. I tried that. That's that's a hard that's a hard Tough sell. sell. <laughs> Tough sell right there. He can sponsor me. Add draft sponsor. They sponsor you too, huh? Add draft. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. I mean, they. I I put the logo. They help in us. Cause... Luke's a good buddy. Of mine. Yeah. We used to literally fight in the yard. Nice the front yard. I remember chasing around the yard trying to hit him. Nice. He got good rounds in as a young lad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's strong, <laughs> dude. He's a country boy. That's sick, dude. I love it. He's like. He's six four one fifty. He's, <laughs> he's got that him. deceptive oh, yeah, strength. <laughs> well, dude, this was an awesome man, podcast. Awesome, obviously, Thank you guys for me. thanks for coming in, brother, and good luck in the fight. You know, we'll obviously be watching, and then next step after that, brother, who knows? Where oh, it goes. oh, one one other thing. Um, yeah, tell everyone about the fight date and how they can watch, and if they want to get out their passports, where do they go? Oh yeah, so um. Niagara Falls Convention Center, um, Unified 51, um, fighting Mo Ado, I think that's how you say his name, Muhammad. Um, June 23rd, uh, it's going to be on UFC Fight Pass. So you got to buy a subscription. I think it's like $9.99 a month. And I'll be on the, I think I'm on the main card. So it'll be streamed there. And if not, I'll have some crazy fan in the audience streaming it live on Facebook, <laughs> regardless what they say. I was going to uh, say. UFC Fight Pass people were just like, yeah, I'll huh? okay, get somebody that looks really scary or somebody that doesn't really care what they say. Um, right. So there'll be a way to watch it. But yeah, if you want to come out to Niagara, Niagara Falls, I'd love your support. Uh, it's not that far of a drive. Uh, the Canada side is, is way, way better. Nice. Nightlife's better. 
there's a lot of stuff to do for kids and, and, and families. There's like a nice little amusement park and um they go to Hooters over there too. Nice. Me and Toby used to go there all the Let's time. Let's go. <laughs> so, Speaking go of to hoot. Lee Hooters. just chimed. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, did he? <laughs> I'm gonna go beat him up. Yeah, go he's, beat up Hoot Lee, bro. He's talking smack. He's tough. He's yeah. But I'll beat him up. I'm coming for you, Hoot. I'll show him. Thanks for watching, brah.